money. It comes with a lot of questions. How do I save? Where should I invest? Can I build wealth to pass on? It's hard to know where to get answers. That's why the people at Fidelity do what they do, to make it easier for you to get information to make better money decisions. It's what they've built their business on. They've got articles and videos, tips and apps, and insights and perspectives that make planning, saving, and investing a little less stressful. And when you want to talk it through, there's a real person on the other end with real answers. Helping people is what they do. And they can help you too. Help you buy a home, save for your kid's education, start a business, support your community, and feel more confident about the future. Want to learn more? Visit Fidelity online at fidelity.com slash black wealth. We live? Let me check the tool. I'm about to act like Ray J. Shout out to Ray J. <laughs> Shout out to I'm Ray J. the whole episode like Ray J. That's the bro. Yo, let me tell you this story, yo. <laughs> good brother right there, man. Shout out to my brother, Ray J. That's my dog right there, man. Good that, dude. That, good dude, dude. that dude is hilarious, man. Probably the funniest guy. Incredibly entertaining. The funniest guy on the internet. He's staying in New York, too. Is I he? know he did Breakfast Club last week, and he's on with Angela tomorrow. So shout out to Angela Yee, her new show, Way Up. That's the fam. Shout out to Angela Yee. Shout Congratulations, Angela. man. That's big. Way Nation up. Nationally syndicated. Um, shout out to Angela, man. She's always been. She's having guest calls. I'm a half fab call up there and apologize. <laughs> That's a legendary moment. Legendary moment. Yeah, that... How y'all doing? How's everybody on YouTube doing? All the earners, everybody in Red Panda, Dream Team family. How y'all doing? Glorious Monday. How y'all doing? Fresh off the plane. I know you was at practice earlier. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, no, we we was on a two week victorious. We was on a two week run. We are back. out out west. Back. Uh, made it back to New York. I had to come. And as soon as I got back, I had to take my son to basketball practice. And I just left basketball practice just now and made it in time for Market Monday. So that's important. Started at 4.30 in the morning, West Coast time. Yes. Which is actually 6.30. 6.30. New York time. Not West Coast time. We were Mountain, 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 West. West, time. Mountain West time. Started at 4.30 in the morning. And now it's 8 o'clock at night. And... Uh, Still going. Grind don't stop, man. We're still going. We're still going. The Thank you for everybody stop. that prayed on our traveling mercies. Yes, we went from LA to Phoenix. Uh, we were all over the tri-state. We were in Glendale. We were in Scottsdale. Shout out to everybody that pulled up on us uh, and gave us words of encouragement. Shout out to everybody that pulled up on our event. That was incredible. Shout out to the Rap Snacks family. Shout out to the legend Ray Lewis who gave us yes. a, a, a dope, a dope, dope interview, man. It's somebody that you know I watched growing up. I'm sure Shadi watched growing up. Um, very insightful, man. Very, very good dude. And uh, we got we got some things to tell. Passion every time he talk, and then you gotta dig deep. <laughs> I'm like, damn, he do not mess up. Yeah, that's what, that was one of the things I wanted to know. Like, I could hear the passion in his voice. I just wanted to know, like, yeah. coaching. And he gave a, a very good answer on why he doesn't coach or why he hasn't coached yet. It's just not part of his journey just yet. But you know, one day it might be. Gave a very profound answer. So I'm I'm, I'm excited to share that content with y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so let's get this let's get this show on the road. Um today is a is a big day for us, but before we before we do that, let's just make some some rundown announcements. Um first and foremost, 
NAACP Awards. Yes. We are up. Yes. We are up for NAACP Awards. Myself and Troy as uh, social media personalities. I believe best outstanding social media personalities. That is the category that yes. we are up for. Um, it is done by popular vote. So you guys can vote on this. We have until February 24th to make this happen. Yeah. If you would be so gracious to um to vote, yeah. I would uh yes. pre- greatly appreciate it. Yeah, we greatly appreciate it. Now here's the thing, you can do this once a day from a given email. And so if you, you vote today, that means you can vote tomorrow and you can vote the day after. You can use the same email. So you can do that once a day and um just keep doing it, man. We, you know, we we would love to see us champion. We would love to see this movement champion as a representation of it. And we can't do it without y'all. I mean, we got here with y'all. Let's keep this thing going. Yeah, so the link is in the description of this video. And it's also on our website. Um, we have a link on our website for NAACP award um, voting on our website. And it's in the description of this video. So, yeah, yeah if uh, if... If you ever got any uh, value out of Earn Your Leisure or anything that we've ever produced, um, you can show you can show that appreciation. Yeah, this is one of those times. By voting, they always ask you, "What can I do? How can I, how, how how can I help?" That's this this, this, is, this is a telltale that, sign. That is how you this can help. How. That is how you can help. Shout out to my brother Five on the check in. Shout out to him Five Hundred on the check in. <laughs> Appreciate you, brother. We was next to Hove. We was together with all of yeah, we, was, we was together <laughs> yesterday eating a lot of lobster. Can you turn Ian up a little bit so I can hear him? Yeah. Um, and then tomorrow, dope episode, earn your leisure, take key. You want to do the drop? Take key, fuck these niggas up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> legendary producer, legendary producer. If you don't know who he is, he produced Beyonce. That's the, that's the one right there. Yeah, that's, that's the cookout, that, that's the cookout anthem. Yeah. Everybody gets a chance as a producer to make a national anthem and a Negro spiritual. He did both. That's he really did both, man. Take key, fuck these niggas up. I feel like falling in love. Like yo. shout out to Take Key, but nah, he's he, he's super versatile. Yeah, too. yeah, he's produced for um Beyonce, Drake, uh, Twenty One Savage. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. man, who hasn't he produced for? Uh, Black Boy. I mean, a lot of these got a lot of the, the sound that came out of Memphis. He had a, a, a major he, part to he, do with it. Pi- Plus, he's a major contributor to the Memphis. Plus the education side too. But so yeah. yeah but then what he's doing on the entrepreneurs. So we actually met him at a A16Z. Shout out to them. Um, we was at their retreat, and he was there. And he's an investor in the, in the yeah. venture capital side, and him and his manager, and they were saying like how much they were into tech. And how much they were into the venture capital investing, angel investing. Then we found out that he has a studio that he um, wrote. Then we found out about his real estate place. Mm-hmm. And he's like 26 years old. So he got a bunch of real estate. He got a. Is he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's super young. Um, and, he, and he has a production company where he actually creates and highlights and mentors new producers. And so he has people under his belt that got top five records on their own, which is different. For, I mean, he's so young, but so bright, man. So bright. This new generation, this like crop of fifteen to twenty-five year olds. Yeah, different. They're killing, man. Him. Yeah. Shout, oh, shout to y'all. Shout to him. Y'all are amazing. Keep, yeah. Take Keith, my uh, our boy Turbo. Yeah. Turbo is is a, is a huge supporter of the show. Turbo's another one. He's another. One. Metro's killing it out here. All these guys, they're they're very young, but they they got yeah, the business sure. side of it. Yeah, man. Shout out to those guys. So make sure that you check that episode out tomorrow. Earn your leisure. Dope episode. We cover a variety of different things, and uh, that's for the young world. You know. A lot of a lot of times, people complain that we don't have 
Generation Y, I think that's what it's called. People mm-hmm. under 30. Yeah, maybe. Um, not enough people from Generation Y. So that's for the young world, but also anybody can take the take the advice and take the lessons that he was able to, you know, share a lot of gems. Good yeah. dude. It was good, dope. Good dude. Like the contrast is like when we sat down with Tim and you know, his longevity of his career and him being very vulnerable, very honest, honest about the mistakes he made. To hear take Keith talk about it, but it's in such a short time, right? He's like, yo, man, I was doing that mm-hmm. when I was 18, I made some mistakes. I'm like, yo, bro, you're 25. Like, he's like, I know, but it feels so long ago. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So he's, he, he's going through some of those things now and has learned, so the upside is incredible for him, man. He's, gonna, he's one of them special ones, man, for sure. Generation Z. I thought it was, because I'm Generation Z. So Who's I, X? Is that the, who? Huh? Who's Generation X? X? Yeah. That's like people that's like 50 years old. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm in Generation Z. I thought, what's the generation? Are we in the younger same generation? Than, Let's call them Generation Amazing. Nah, you're, you're in a different generation, technically. Ian, we in a different generation, bro? Yeah, technically. Yeah, technically. Rashad, what, you, you 38? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So y'all, y'all 40, so y'all, y'all yeah, are a little older, older bracket than me. A little wiser. <laughs> <laughs> more life experience. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, more life experience. Oh, man. Yeah. Shout out to all the millennials out there. Um, all right, and then we got a big, big announcement, but I'm gonna say that I'm gonna let the, I'm gonna let, let the beat build for a little bit before we make this gotcha. announcement. Um, major. Major, <laughs> major key alert. Uh, Ian, any, any, any announcements that you would like to make? Oh, and also, huge shout out to the NFL PA. You guys are amazing, yes. thank you for having us. Huge shout out to Rack Snack, Rap Snacks. Huge shout out to um, Rick Ross for showing hospitality when yes. we ran into him. Yes, uh, Meek Millie. Um, everybody that Khaled, Khaled. We'll talk about this. This is becoming a thing where we talk about the things that we just that did. Happened so, in the I, we'll talk about Super Bowl later on, yeah. but um, just wanted to give <clears throat> a huge shout out to the NFL, PA, Tirani, the whole team. Shout out to the Chiefs. Well, we're on record. We have to talk we'll about you on record. Of course, yeah, I was. We're on record. Of course, yeah. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I will talk about that later on. No, uh, Ian, any any announcements? Yes, uh, I didn't wish my baby happy birthday last. Happy week. birthday, Xander. Yes, Sandra, I love you. I hope you have a blast. To all your classmates who were there, thank you for being at this party. Uh, Mike clipped this up so we can put this on YouTube so I can get my little PTA. (laughs) (laughs) My dad's famous. (laughs) Um, uh, No Stock Club call tomorrow, but I will be putting in three new picks for us on Wednesday um, with new prices. These are three companies I've never covered before. Happy belated birthday to my brother, Murder Beats. Murder on the Beats, so we not nice. And... uh, Let's have an amazing show. Big announcement. Yeah. God is amazing. So listen, I'm they said we are all millennials. 81 to 95. Let's do it. Welcome to our club, Chad. So, all right. So, let's make this announcement. Um, if you follow Earn Your Leisure, you know that, you know, what we've been able to accomplish. Market Mondays, what we've been able to accomplish. It's been nothing short of phenomenal. And it's really um, every oh. every. Real quick, I want to announce this so we don't have any backlash. Everyone that attended MSG, the final round of uploads for all the bonuses will be done by Friday. VAs are on it, so yeah, Friday, okay. Friday's Back the day to the show. So <laughs> yes, um, at seven p.m., it's one of these things where it's like, how can we change the game again? How can we do things that nobody has ever done in the history of financial literacy and business? Um, so of course, you know, with the, when it comes to the event space, we've murdered the event space crazy um so now it's a matter of taking it a step further 
and doing mm-hmm. it bigger. So we put a yes. billboard up a couple years ago, said the world is yours in, in, in Times Square, and really mean that. Like the world is yours is something that is very powerful, and it, it means a lot. So what we decided to do, Market Mondays, World yes. Tour, five cities, three continents, God, good. starting in Los Angeles, California, March 11th, followed by Toronto, special guest 19 Keys on the Toronto show, high level conversation mashup, followed by London, followed by Chicago, and we are ending the year in Ghana, on the motherland. Oh on the motherland. So that's what we gonna do, we gonna do five cities, two North American tour dates, one European tour date, actually three, three North American three. tour dates, yeah, we one, one European tour date, one African tour date. Toronto, Canada, you guys have been asking for a long time, so we had to add a special little, we had to add a special something with Toronto, so 19 Keys will be on the bill in Toronto. But of course, every city that we go to, it's going to be surprises. It's going to be regional guests. It's going to be musical guests. Every city is going to be different, a different vibe. Um, Los Angeles, California, mm. a place that you know we go to so much, but we've never done a show there. So thought that it would just be a, a great way to, to kick off the tour. Uh, March 11th, get your tickets now. Link yes. in the description of this video. Link on our website. Um, link yes. in the bio. Get your tickets now. You can buy your tickets for Los Angeles right now. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. That will sell out. That's in Novo on Novo Theater. In Novo Theater. That's right next to LA Live. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually in LA Live. Yeah, no. March 11th. So if you, the LA tickets are for sale right now. The other ones, you can join the waiting list. And as soon as the tickets become available, then you'll be the first to be notified to get the tickets. Yeah. So, um, it's gonna be one of them ones, and, man. Yeah, and get there early. Cash giveaway every city on me. Present, presented, presented by Ally. Our folks at Ally, I know people were like, "Yo, what happened to the Ally reads?" Well, you know, we said let's 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 do something that's really impactful. Let's change the game. Let's do something that's going to be memorable. Let's go and expand the brands. And so we sat down with the good folks at Ally. Shout out to our UN family as well. And we said, "Yo, this is the idea," and they were like. We love it. So shout out to our good folks at Ally. They are yes. uh, sponsoring out the tour, man. And it's going to be dope. I can't wait to touch every city. We The certified brother, man, traveling out the motherland. That's going to be incredible. Ghana will never be the same. Toronto, for sure. I've been telling you for 12 yes, years. I can't wait. Kitchener, that is my go. favorite city in the entire world. The West Indian Massive, I know, is going to show up. Please, please, once those tickets go on sale, I... I wouldn't wait 30 minutes. I'm gonna be honest with you. Toronto's been waiting Facts. for so long. I wouldn't wait 30 minutes. I wouldn't wait 10 minutes. Toronto would be a vibe. LA. I'm gonna get the most money when Toronto. People think we live out there at this point. Shout out to Cali. <laughs> and we'll be back very shortly. Shout man. out to Cali. That's gonna be special. We got some really, really special things playing for LA. Chicago. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is gonna be one of the ones. And, and we already know what happened last time we came to London. Oh, London, you already know. <laughs> We got set that week at least. Round, round three. <laughs> round three. Good, eh? Going to be special. Out, and quick announcement. Every city, new presentation for me on long-term investment, swing trading, and um, 
long-term investing. So swing trading stocks, day trading, new targets for futures. Every presentation, every city will be different. Cash giveaway. Ashley, I need pyro. I need the Rihanna treatment. I need to float all over. Let's go. Let's get this going. I love y'all. Ernest Pandas, let's go. Midwest, we finally come back. Chicago, Power 92, tap in. 107.5, tap in. Let's get to it. Did we not shout out Rihanna? Shout, shout out to Rihanna. Shout out to Rihanna. And congratulations to her and ASAP on- um, Baby number two. Baby number two, man. Outstanding, outstanding performance. She sounded amazing in person. It was incredible. Shout out to Rihanna and shout out to the whole Rock Nation team. That was an incredible, incredible display. Um, All right, so we're going to get into this. Um. We're gonna get into this show, but before I just one last thing about the world tour situation. Uh, I'm extremely excited about LA. Extremely excited about LA. Working on some surprises for LA. Um, yeah, I know how I feel about LA, man. LA is uh, that's home. So get your tickets now. Link in the description of this video. Um, and get on a waiting list for all of the other cities. Once again, just to kind of run it down, the cities are LA, followed mm -hmm. by Toronto, followed by London, followed by Chicago, and we are finishing the year in Ghana. For all of you negative people that say, oh, y'all never go to Africa, y'all go to all these other places, y'all never go to Africa, right, what y'all want now? What you, what, what you gonna complain about now? We did it. We, we have did to it. remain humble. We did it. We did it. We all right. Have to remain humble. End of, end of the year. End of the year in the motherland. Shout out to Toronto. They let the boy back in the country. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since I was in Toronto. I have a great history when it comes to Toronto. We'll talk about that. That's maybe another, that's another show. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that's that later on. But um, they let the boy back. It's been almost fifteen years since I since I actually was in Toronto. Looking forward. To Canada, yeah, our DMs probably blowing yeah. up right now. Canada going crazy. I got a strong feeling that our DMs are blowing up right now because they've been waiting for so long. Shout out to all my, yo, there's a whole team, and I, I don't want to start naming their names, but there's a whole team of entrepreneurs that every time we travel somewhere, they're from Toronto. It's a whole Toronto conglomerate that comes to every event that we have. I'm like, yo, when y'all coming? I'm like, yo, soon come. The, we gotta stay out there. We the too. time is here, y'all. The time is here. And shout out to Death Row Records. If you're a hip hop historian, you know that Flyer is a, a remake of the legendary Death Row Vibe magazine cover. Shout out to Burke um, for putting that together. Yes. The iconic <laughs> moment in hip hop history for that Death Row cover. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So the Flyer is a remake of that. Everything we do is, is in theme with hip hop in some capacity. So it makes perfect sense. Welcome to Death Row Records, the new Death Row, the new Death Row, the new Death Row. The new Death Row. Yes, Sersky. It's, it's the anniversary of the All Eyes on Me album. I got it up there for you. Ian. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it, Mutai, my brother. Love you. Um, hopefully, we'll get a couple of you know some Tupac family come through to the LA show. Let's get to it. Yeah. Can't wait. What do you guys want us to cover at the World Tour? Speaking of Mutai, we gotta go to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's a Absolutely. that's a different play. That's another play, a whole nother play. That's a whole nother play. A whole nother play. All right, let's get into this. Did you read the disclaimer? I did not, but I will now. So y'all know how this works, man. Do your own research. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important that you do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. 
You should take independent financial advice from professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. People continue to do the research. If it's great research, share it. If you know where you got it from, give credit to that person. Love is love. Let's build together. Yes. Let's go. Rest in peace, Tupac. Um, just do you hear? Do, do do you guys in in on YouTube hear feedback from Ian's microphone? Let us know in chat. Before. Yeah, we live. <laughs> yes, this is live. Yeah, live. This is a live show, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. We we're alive. We're live. Yes, we're here. We, we flew, flew around, around the world. Flew all the way back to New York. We flew around sure. the world <laughs> to make sure this is going to happen. Um. All right. I don't really see anything, so we'll we'll monitor the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all right. So um, let's talk about artificial intelligence, our favorite topic. We've been covering this every sure. every week for the last month. Um, who will ultimately win the AI war between Microsoft and Google? Um, it's going to be a spirited race. Um, I think Google jumped out too early trying to come up with a competitor for ChatGPT. Long term, I think Google has a very good chance to be dominant in the space, but I think for the next two years, Microsoft is going to have an, an aggressive handle on um, this first iteration or first season of AI for sure. Um, <clears throat> I put it, I told Stock Club last week, like, there's a, write this down, the law of leadership is really important. So in branding, the person who does the, the thing first and puts the most money behind it usually is the person that's known for the thing. So like when you think of electronic vehicle, um, even though the Prius came out first, we now think of Tesla, right? They had more marketing dollars, better CEO, better product. So ChatGPT is like the most dominant force in AI right now. I do love that Google CEO came out guns blazing and put investment resources and human capital behind the project. But if you look at the name of it, Bard, terrible name, they launched it too fast and they didn't work all the bugs out of it. It called, and I know last week everyone was reporting that it caused the stock to drop. Um, that wasn't the sole reason why the price dropped, but it was not a good presentation. They didn't blow it out of the water. So I think in maybe three or four years, um, Google probably will get a competitive advantage, but over the next two, Microsoft is going to have a stranglehold on AI for sure. So I would uh, invest in Microsoft long term, but I do still like Google. There are other players who are trying to come up in the space, but those are the two that I will lean on heavily. Then the dark horse in that space will be NVIDIA, for sure. Yeah, I like what you said with the word seasons, because I, when, I, when I, the question was posed, I thought about it as seasons. But more so, of a, if it's a battle, think of it in terms of a fight, right? And so fights have rounds. Mm -hmm. And so this is gonna be a round by round basis. So I would say right now, round one, we, go to, we gotta give Microsoft the advantage. Just because that, Google has had a dominance in the search space for so long. Obviously, nobody even thinks of Bing when they think of search. But the fact that they got J ChatGBT, um, obviously from the investment with OpenAI, it changed the conversations over the past, definitely the past two months. It has been exactly that. It's been about what Microsoft is doing with Bing and how there's such a difference in the search engines. Obviously, using yeah. you know verbal commands, that, that changes the game. Now, Google's response, probably not the greatest. 
right? Even they had executives saying like, we rushed this. This is more of a response. Yes, we were working on the technology, but because Microsoft got so far ahead and ChatGPT was dominating everything in the AI space, they responded with yeah. Bard. There's still a lot of flaws with Bard, right? Right now, Too right? Many. Like even the, the way that it's computing, the way that it's answering, it's not, it's not even competitive at this point. So if we're going round by round, we got to give round one to Microsoft. But this could be a, t a I mean, these are heavyweights, right? This is like a, this is going to be a twelve round fight. So round one, I'm giving to Microsoft. I'm not Google. I'm sure we'll we'll have a comeback. But like you said, there's going to be sleepers inside of this, and I think that other sleeper is going to be Amazon, right? So when, when you, you, you uh, yeah. no, I said when when you think of like tech giants and you think about search, I feel. Amazon's in, in, in a, a space, obviously, from having the cloud computing, from becoming from an ad standpoint, they somehow can create inside of this space and be one of those, like, hit, like, what a haymaker, like, oh, nobody thought that was coming, right? Because it's cool when it's, everybody's in the space and they're doing their own thing, and it's like, all right, what is the competition doing? How can we add to that space? How, we can, how can we disrupt it? How can we add value to the space? I think they're watching it, and I think they're saying, all right, well, that worked for them, this didn't work for them, here's gonna be our iteration. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if I saw Amazon step into space and become another competitor and make it a three-man race. It's really important to um, not compete head-on. It's like if you have Jordans, you don't want Reeboks with a patent leather design to look like the 11s. Like if they are gonna be in the AI space, they're gonna to have to make tech search better um maybe google maps better with ai but they, they can't compete head on like chat gpt has so much funding behind it and especially with elon being a part of it um you can't compete head on like it's a good lesson in branding um and in marketing like you never want to have anyone compare your brand or product versus anyone else's you want to be on the island by yourself a good book please write this down uh the blue ocean strategy is a great book on this topic but you want to make sure that when people think of you they think of you in a silo and not you and 15 other people. All right. Well, what do you guys think? Put it in the comments on YouTube. Um, what do you guys think about this situation? We will monitor it, keep tabs on it, and uh, report back weekly. In the meantime, let's go to the next topic. Uh, is a 60-40 portfolio dead going forward? So, Hey, let's just give some insight for what 60 portfolio, 60, 40 portfolio is that historically has been uh, deemed as a pretty um, safe way to invest moderate uh, portfolio, which consists of 60% in equities, which is stocks and 40% in bonds. So if you have $100,000, $60,000 would be in stock portfolio, $40,000 would be in a bond portfolio. And um, it was now has been for a long period of time thought to be, um, you know, a moderate way to, to grow wealth over the course of time, not being too aggressive and not being too conservative either. Kind of playing middle of the road. That is something that a lot of 401ks have. If you look at like a moderate portfolio inside of a 401k, it's usually probably a 60-40 makeup um, as opposed to an aggressive uh, portfolio, which is probably an 80 20 makeup, or a conservative uh, portfolio, which is probably a 20 80 makeup, right? So that's just some information if you're just wondering what that means. And I'm sure a lot of people have looked at their 401ks or 
529 plans or they've, they've seen different modules where it's uh, mm-hmm. aggressive, moderately aggressive, moderate, moderately conservative, and then conservative, right? So now you, ha- you have some kind of level of background understanding of what that means. Um, so what are your thoughts on a 60-40 portfolio, Ian? Um, I wouldn't say that it's dead, but I think one thing that we have to focus on, please write this down, um, the price in which you buy the asset is more important than ever. So things that historically have worked incredibly well, like if you look at the bond market, you go to TOT, that's the ticker. Like once we got to maybe 132.57, if I was a new client of that portfolio, that would be a time to stop buying bonds. Like the bonds, of course, shot up like crazy. Um, during 2020 fell apart of course we didn't expect a drawdown but that's why i always say look at the historical numbers if you go back to 2004 the low is at 80 dollars and 51 cent it's currently at 104.26 i don't know if we'll go back that low but once we almost have hit 90 percent 80 percent value in any asset you can't buy it there um what COVID has proven the recession that we're in now that they want to announce is that discipline to write price, price action, and technicals matter more than ever. Historically, of course, people thought like a 60-40 portfolio would never lose. And then whenever you invest in something, all hell seems to break loose. You have to be mindful and watch for the prices in which you get in. That's why I'm very particular about the prices I want to buy things. Because has anyone ever bought a stock and every, someone told you that it was amazing and then you bought it close to highs and then it fell 30 40%, 20%? the price in which you acquire these assets are still important regardless. So whether it's an index fund, bond, Apple, Microsoft, any equity, you have to buy it at the right price. So it's not there, but when we get into these, it's really important. I guess, I mean, I guess I'll ask you guys, and that's one of the things we used to talk about is like being aggressive when you're young and obviously more conservative as you get older. So do you yeah. think... There's an ageism inside of that 60-40 rule, right? Like, is that something that the the 30-year-old, I guess the millennials, should be looking at and saying, all right, this is a golden rule, this is a safe play at this age, or should it be more aggressive? Yeah, well, first, 5,000 people on YouTube, hit the like button. Extreme. That's Appreciate extremely important. Uh, <laughs> to hit the like, <laughs> to hit the like button. Let's let's start let's start there before we before we go any further. Let's just start there. Hit the like button and share. Um, now, as far as age, of course, rule of thumb is that you should be more aggressive when you're when you're younger, um, mm-hmm. and more conservative when you get older. That's because you're going to have more time mm-hmm. to make up. So, like if you if you're invested in the stock market now, obviously it was a bad year last year, and let's say your portfolio went down forty percent, right? It's bad, but it's not the end of the world. If you're twenty five, if you're thirty years old. You know, it's not the end of the world, right? You still got a long time to actually work and produce um, income. You still got a long time before you get to the retirement age. So you never want to lose money, but you st- it's not like mm-hmm. you, you're in a... If you're 75, right. now the average it life sucks. expectancy is, what, 82 years old, right? So now you got seven years to live. So if you lose half of your money at 75, now mm-hmm. that's a crisis mm-hmm. right now you might have to go back to work and working at walmart like so of course you should always be you should you should each decade right you should reevaluate your portfolio and probably become a little bit more conservative 
Um, but another thing is that people are living a lot longer these days it's as true. well. It's so it's like mm-hmm. traditionally it's like, okay, as soon as you retire, just become extremely conservative. But let's say you retire at 60, you might live to 85. Now you got another 25, almost 30 years of life left, right? So you still have to have some, I think, stocks in your portfolio because you still want to beat inflation. Mm. So yes. you just can't afford just to just ride it out because now with inflation and then when you, you're taking money from your account, the worst thing that you can do in a retirement account is outlive your money. Like you don't, you don't want to have to be in a situation where you have no more money left, right? Yes. Like right, right. you want your money to out, you want your money, write this down. You want your money to outlive you. You never want to outlive your money. That's the worst thing that can happen. If you saved your whole entire yes. life and now you 80 years old and you like have 20,000 left, now, now you're in a tough spot. So the only way to really hedge that is to, you have to figure out how much money you can afford to take out every year. Most people think mm-hmm. it's around four to five percent of your of your actual portfolio, um, but you also have to be invested intelligently, and I think that that has to have some level of stocks mm-hmm. in it. Now it doesn't have to be aggressive stocks, right? You just what we're talking about index funds, different things. You don't have to put all your money in Tesla, but you have to have mm-hmm. some level of equity exposure. And we're talking about equities. That's another name for stocks. You have to have some level of stock exposure because your, your account still has to go up over the course of time. Also too, in a bond market, when a bond market is negative, it is usually a sign of a recession. If you look at 2007, the top of the market was $95 and 12 cent. It fell to $81 and 42 cent. 2007 led to the crash. Um, I'm looking at the ticker TOT. Um, if you're new to bonds, a price that I like is $88.82 for um, that particular asset. That would that would be a price I would look to add it to my portfolio. The, and I'm going to stress it again. The price, so whether it's real estate, cars, multifamily, businesses, the prices in which you choose to pay for the asset does have a tremendous effect. Because like, if you got into bonds in 2019... Let's say the top at 143 went to 179 the next year, but it fell back to 104. So if your equities, your stocks are down and your bond portfolio is down, it's trouble. Only trust your own judgment. And I hope that well, I've given you guys enough resources to be able to, uh, to do this assessment on your own. But most traditional portfolios don't work at scale for most people. Mm. Um, please be mindful. Only you are going to care about your money. Intently. And I've said this in 2020, 2021, when the market was falling apart, did your advisor call you? For 95% of people, the answer was no. Yeah. I think this gives context, right? So like that explanation Shai just gave and what you just said, Ian, it gives context. Because you could tell people to invest early and invest often, but if there's no context around it, it doesn't, you don't really mm-hmm. grasp it. And like when you, you explain it in that term, like, yo, you can be aggressive. Because like if you do this right in a 10 year span, let's say you start at 21 and there are some off years, like you might have had last year. Let's say in the next seven years, the appreciation that you've gained on your portfolio grows by like 50, 60%. And you have yeah. average 7% up into your 50s, you're, you're pretty well off, right? So like invest mm-hmm. early, invest often. And this is the reason why. As you go get a little bit older, like you said, reevaluate every decade and say, all right, well, now I can get a little bit more conservative, right? We've had these these great gains. Let's get a little bit more conservative because we're getting older. Two tech, two index, no, no stress. stress. Would you rather have LeBron James or Jeremy Lin? 
Jeremy Lin went crazy for that one 35 game stretch. That it, like whenever a company is producing returns like 40, 50 percent, the drawdown is usually equal. I would rather have a company that gives me 15, 20 percent, slow and steady. I know it's boring, but it's safe. Even if you look at Apple, Apple hired less in 2020 than Google, Meta, a lot of the tech uh, competitors. And as a result, they have to lay off less people. Like I want slow and steady that will win the race. Um, and we saw last night in the game with Mahomes, like the second half, they came out, they adjusted, and they just slowly chipped away at the Eagles defense. Damn, I was wrong. I mean, I was right on the differential on the score, but you just have to slowly chip away um, at these victories and then put in more shares. So, like, you want to ultimately get to a place, 100 shares, then 1,000, then 10,000 is the ultimate goal that you want to have for freedom. But slow and steady will always win the race. And, and shout out to Jerry Milan. I know we say it like in comparison. No, Jeremy Lin's actually yeah, a legend. No, no. I mean, because we just he's sat a, down he, with an entrepreneur. He's a legend. Whose business was spawned mm -hmm. because of Jeremy Lin. What Jeremy Lin did, I never in life ever saw anything like you, this in history. And you, and you couldn't have expected it. He was on Time Magazine cover. Yes. I, I mean, he was playing for his life. That's the other part, too. Like, when you watch the doc, he's about to get waved. So to come out and perform, like, it's a great lesson of, yeah. like, will you show up and perform? Lin Sanity was a real thing. If he was in New York City, you understand what Lin Sanity meant. That was a real thing. Yeah. Shout out to him. Yeah. Shout out to yep. Lin Sanity. Um, somebody said, what do you think about fixed index annuities? Um, it, it depends on your age, how much capital you have in it, um, and the rate of return you're looking for. So if you're looking at for safety, sure. Absolutely. Like if you're older, absolutely. And of course, like once you get past like 40 or at 50, you're looking for safe investments anyway. Because imagine like if in 2020, your portfolio was bleeding down 30, 40%. And I know some people that happened to an 08, like they drew down or their portfolio dropped 30% as they were going into retirement. You want safety um, as you're beginning to like exit and going to retirement. You don't want all of your uh, capital being destroyed but because of it, like economic calamity. So please, please, please be mindful. Another, another, once again, the most important indicator in the market is quantitative easing. So whenever the Fed begins to tell you we're going to raise rates or a recession is going to come, that's when you need to start to mark off how much capital you're going to need into retirement. There's always signals when a recession is going to come. Um, I always say, if you turn on CNBC and everyone looks frightened, it's really bad. Everyone right now looks terrified. Shout out to Frank. Frank's the only one put a smile on his face. <laughs> Everyone else looks terrified. Um, protect yourself at all costs, and I hope I've been able to help you guys somewhat uh, navigate this crazy market. And if I made you money, please put yes in chat. Yes. Um, so a few things here. One, before we leave this, this talking point, because this is important for people to understand as well, when I was advisor, I really fully understood this, that when you take money out, you never want to withdraw from a stock account in a down year because mm -hmm. then you, you magnify your losses, you double your losses. So it's like, if you can, this is why it's important to have multiple streams of income, but also multiple investment accounts. Some investment accounts are fixed. Some investment accounts are variable, which means it is going to vary depending on the market. But the worst thing that you can do is take money from a stock account when the account is down. Because like $100, right? If $100 goes to 50, 
that's a 50% loss. Mm -hmm. But for $50 to get back to 100, it has to have a 100% increase. This Now, this is where math is actually important. So understanding <laughs> understanding the math on that, you, you know that defense is better than offense, right? Mm -hmm. Defense is better than offense. So if you're if you go from 100 to 75, well, that's bad. But then if you take $25 out, now you're compounding your loss even more. So now you got to, instead of the 75 going back to 100, mm -hmm. now you got to go from 50 to 100. So you're making it extremely harder on your on your portfolio when you take money out during a down market. This is extremely important mm -hmm. to keep in mind, especially for people that are in retirement. Um, but if you don't have any other options to take money from, you have you have no choice but to take it from from your um, retirement account when it's down. So yeah, and, and, that's important to keep in mind. Yeah, and we we saw that in real life, right? With people invested in Tesla last year, it was at three sixty. It dropped down to one twelve. Yeah, it got up to one hundred percent, but you're not you haven't recovered from the losses that you had from the decline. And so this is this is just why you gotta. Ian said, "When you buy is vitally important." And so it's it's good to understand that. And again, give context, right? That the percentages on the way up are great, but the ones on the way down you have to account for. Yeah, yeah. you do. Uh, Chat GPT matters. Has said that the stock market will begin to fall apart on February fifteenth. That is Wednesday. You want to talk about that? Yeah, I mean, this is one of those things when you have these open-ended questions and you have AI, you know, giving you responses. And so, you know, Ian, it was funny because you said they can't give you the prices. They can't give you the prices. Well, somebody asked, when do they see the stock market falling? And yeah. they gave the date, February 15th. So that is Wednesday. And then I started reading some of But notice they scrubbed out, if you put in Apple, what's the best price to buy Apple or Microsoft, they won't give they, you that. Answer. way, they, they, haven't, they haven't done that yet. That is true. Um, which is, I mean, again, interesting. Um, then I started yeah. seeing some analysts uh, create stories around that. And so it's, it's, it's changing the world, man. Three months ago, forget three months ago, five months ago, we weren't think, thinking of AI in this sense. Three months later, we have to think of it in the future context of what it can do. It's changing. And we thought mm -hmm. like, yeah, it will change media, it will change education. It has a, a chance to change finance. Um, so we gotta be very mindful of what's happening. What's your thoughts on, what's your thoughts on, everybody chime in on this. Ian, what's your, you, you want to you want a political take political take or you want my honest opinion? What's your honest opinion? This is this is Market Mondays. This is Market Mondays. As long as don't please don't curse. Um, don't curse. I'm not. But not, please. You sound like my dad. My dad just told me to hey, ease back on that cursing now. <laughs> please. <too> please. <laughs> um I um it would be a great help if Chat GPT didn't filter out the information. Um I wish they would give a price. I know they don't want the risk associated with um, the probability of the market falling beginning on the 15th. I would like to see the data around that. So the people that I end up talking to about this at Goldman and JP Morgan, they're like, it's not going to happen in February. Like capital is still flowing in from hedge funds to clients accounts. Um, are we going to see a pullback for sure? But is it going to be like a cataclysmic fall? We also have to, so this is the game inside of the game. NFTs and crypto fell apart. AI is a new sensation, right? So Hulk Hogan is dead, crypto and NFT. Here comes Ultimate Warrior, AI, and they're doing everything they can to keep it front and center. What better way to do so than to make it a predictive model around one of the most important financial ecosystems that is the stock market? Um, if I were ChatGPT, 
I would pull an Elon-like move and I would give one stock or asset class and tell them either where to buy or where to short it. And then the fanfare of it around it would be even bigger than it is now. I think it's a little bit hypey to say on the 15th that it's going to fall. Yeah. Without giving, um, like, obviously, I'm sure there's some technical analysis that that was put into that. Or, or maybe not, right? Like, who knows? The, the, the fact it. that you don't I mean, know where the prediction is coming from. It's like uh, anybody could say that, but also but we have. So here, here's has, the thing, right? Like yeah. we've seen the intelligence of this AI, right? We've seen it pass the bar, we've seen it pass a lot of testing. So mm-hmm. there's obviously intelligence there. We just don't know where where it's coming from. It passed the bar and it passed the medical, the medical exam, whatever exam they take. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. We're not going to play about the MCAT. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> practice it's in my mind. Yeah, whatever. People dedicate that, no six easy. years of their life for that. They dedicate 15 years of their life that's for it. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, you know, it, it passed It passed the medical exam and it passed the bar exam. What's next? Series 7. Homework Series 7. Series 7 is next. How much would the GDP of America need to drop in order for the stock market to go down? Also, we also know. The market has the highest probability of going up on Mondays and Fridays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, as much capital is not deployed. I would have loved to have seen them say that the market is going to fall on a Monday and we have like a Black Friday kind of event. I like technology. I think it's amazing. Um, I will say, though, for all my marketers, a lot of this technology that ChatGPT built was copied from Russell Brunson. Brunson had this shit out four years, excuse me, four years ago. <laughs> Mike Clip, please, please. There's a game inside of it. Oh, okay. Everyone that was pushing NFT heavy on a venture side, how do you pivot so hard after doing marketing for so long on NFTs when there are, and this is the second time that internet marketing entrepreneurs have been copied and or ripped off and then it went to Angel and VC. Do I think the technology is amazing? Absolutely. Do I think it is the second coming of crisis? They're marketing it now? No. They've scrubbed, like, so I was on, like, the second version. 3.5 is dramatically filtered in comparison to 2.0. Oh, you're talking about chat? Yeah, mm-hmm. they, so that was one of the things in round two. We didn't get to round two, but we'll get to that another at a later time, that the Microsoft-Google battle. Um they're, they're thinking 4.0 is going to be the one that brings everybody back to Bing or at least brings people to Bing. I'll to go be on separated. record now. No one's going huh? to Bing. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll probably see a tick of 9% to 10%. What'd you say? Percentages wise? 9 to 10%. Take a little bit of market. I mean, you take a little bit of market share. That's how you start. I, I mean, it's going to be interesting, man. Round one, we already saw it. To see if, how, if they get ahead eight or nine rounds, bro, it's going to be tough. Bing, Bing, they're going to have to rebrand. Like, Bing's not going to do it. Bing's not going to do it. Google, big misstep. Yes. Big misstep. Yeah. And, and that right. was a part that was kind of, like, surprising. It was, like, reading that the executives were like, why do we do this? We shouldn't have done this. We, this was reactive. This wasn't proactive. Like, we were reacting too early. We weren't ready to release this. It wasn't time. Yeah. But they had to do something. So what will be interesting, however, is when they begin to integrate the AI into YouTube. Mm. 
that's going to be now if they can filter comments this is what i really want to see i want to see one of these ai platforms have like an autoresponder for not only email social media but youtube engagement that would be different so now if you can find a way to integrate bard into youtube and now you can tie that into adsense and now have engagement around the clock microsoft can't touch that can't can't touch this like hammer said um all right, let's look into the Super Bowl. Let's talk about this. Hit the like button first and foremost. Hit the like button. Where we got? Yes. Uh, fifty-eight hundred people. Let's oh, get this. Let's six, get seven. this bad boy up to six. Oh, we got the cash ups tonight. Let's get to six thousand. Let's do it. Let's get, let's, get to, let's get this bad boy up to six thousand. We might have some surprises. Um, like and share. Super Bowl. Um, I love Philly. Philly's one of the home of some of the greatest rappers. Um, it's just a very rich culture, good people. Uh, but there was no way that I was not going to go for Kansas City. <laughs> I grew up I grew up in, as a Kansas City Chiefs fan. I told you you got to stop saying yeah. fan, bro. When they had Joe Montana and Christian Okoye. So we got footage. It's no, it's, uh, <laughs> no disrespect to Philly, but we knew that was going to happen. Uh, and I took uh, won some bets, too. Shout out to Neo. Shout out to Adam. Damn, but we'll, throw them out there. we'll talk. We'll talk about the the game later on. Right now, we will talk about the most important person in the Super Bowl. Rihanna. Yeah. Shout out to Riri. Bye, Apple. Congrats. Congratulations to her and ASAP Rocky. Rock for, him. Yes. Shout out to Rocky. Um, child number two. One. Yep. When we were at the game, and I said she looks pregnant, and you was like, I don't know, that's not what happened. What'd you say? I said, yo, she's pregnant. You were like, I said yeah. she's pregnant. I said, yo, she looks pregnant. Like, I, 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 I said, no, this is what I said. I said, um, did she have a baby yet? And he was like, yeah, the kid is like six months old. And I'm like, yo, she looks like pregnant. Like she's about to have a baby right now. Yeah, I was having a conversation with the person. I'm like, yo, she's pregnant. Just the way she's moving. I was like, that don't. That's not really how she performs. But she sounded incredible. So I'm like, yo, she got the breath control. Mm-hmm. But then, I mean, obviously, because we couldn't, they kind of like, obviously on TV, it looks pretty, she's rubbing the belly. We couldn't really see that. But yeah, I mean, we saw it and I was like, yeah, she's pregnant. And then uh, the couple of people, we had a, a pretty good section we were sitting. <laughs> Chiefs, we were in the Chiefs section. Shout out to all the good people in our rowdy. section, man. Some, some 12-year-olds cursing at me. Yeah, we was in the Chiefs great. section. Eight-year-olds cursing at me. We were outnumbered, but uh, <laughs> we, were in the, we, were, we were in the good, we were with the good guys. Yeah. So let's talk about this. Yeah, let's do this. Rihanna. I got a question to start. Was that a hold or no? Uh yeah, he he, he admitted it. Who oh, what? You talking about um our guy? Um at the end of the game? When he when he uh, Yeah, end of the game. Brad um Oh yeah, yeah, he definitely yeah, yeah. He admitted it. Bradbury. He, he said it. He said it himself. He said that he was hoping that gotcha. the referee wasn't gonna call it, but yeah, he, he held him. He definitely held him. Very classy move. I we actually know him. Um Fact. I I think that that was very classy of him to actually admit it. Yeah. If you did it, you did it. It doesn't yeah. that's not the reason why they lost the game. Nah, it played a role in the, the outcome. It played a role. Yeah, though. it played a role in the outcome. Every, but nah, everything he, plays a role. He was guilty role. of it. He was yeah. guilty of it and said, yo, I did it. I was wrong. And I would, thought I would get away with it. I didn't. It yeah. happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Rihanna sold Sp- yeah. an NFT before Super Bowl. This is what people might not mm-hmm. be aware of. She sold out her NFT before the Super Bowl. Well, we got, so not her. It was a producer. So the producer's name is Deputy. So he produced on Bitch Better Have My Money, right? And so he sold some of his royalties in that song, which is, mm-hmm. now most people are probably thinking like, why would you do that? 
Well, if you're an artist and if you watch the Super Bowl, you've seen what people's catalogs do right after they perform on the Super Bowl. We saw Justin go up 600%. We even saw Khaled just recently at the Grammys. His 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 uh, album uh, streams went up 600%. So you see the amount of streaming going up. So he thought very in a very clever way, how can I make some money right now? How can I increase my income? And so he sold royalties from Bitch Better I Have My Money. Here's the crazy part. What's the first song that Rihanna does at Super Bowl? She comes out to the song. <laughs> yeah. He, so he sold it and it, it, it well closed played. out. It sold out in 30 minutes and it closed two days before the, the Super Bowl. I'm not sure if he had knowledge that that would be the first song that she performed, but it definitely was. And so imagine what her catalog is doing. We'll probably get the numbers probably sometime during this week, what that her Super Bowl performance yeah. does to her catalog. And so that now increases the value of that said produced song. I think it was a, a pretty clever move, knowing that she was going to be, obviously, the, the Super Bowl performer. They knew that the catalog was going to go up. He knew he had royalties mm-hmm. in that. I mean, it's your, you, you own it. You can do what you want it, right? Yeah. Yep, you can. Yeah. So does this does this lead to a reassurgent in the NFT marketplace? Um, possibly. Um, if, well, okay, Bieber sold his catalog. Mm-hmm. Uh, congrats to QC for selling for three hundred million. Mm-hmm. I'm still wondering what's going to happen with the Apollo. <laughs> there is a liquidation event happening across the board in the music space, and if Universal or Sony uh, puts a concerted effort during a recession, I think the leftover catalog that is not selling. Um, They'll turn into NFTs. And I'm going to be very honest. I wouldn't be surprised if Scooter Braun does not get together with a big crypto player and begins to create a marketplace for it because he's buying up catalogs like crazy. Like he's on this Michael Jackson tour. Like I'll take this one. I'll take that one. I'll take that one. He's buying up everything. Um, And since we are flat in the market between that and gambling, I'm really wondering if in like the next 10 years, if those markets get combined gambling and NFTs and there's some solid players in them like Interscope, Sony, etc. If film rights are sold from Marvel to own part of it, um, I think we'll see a resurgence in the NFT space in a few years if Universal or Sony gets behind it. Um, I know this was a small test, mm-hmm. but everyone I talk to on the music side is looking for ways. They'll probably rebrand it and call it something else other than the NFT, but I do think for sure as a part of Web3, the music industry is going to be very integral in nfts and web3 uh being popular for sure i, I think with the the key word that you you used there was a small test and so people who mm-hmm. uh received the nft they have a portion of 0.003 percent of the streaming royalties from that song and that's not, i mean that's pretty that's not that big of an amount but when you start to think about well what does youtube pay <laughs> what is title and what does apple pay for streaming Right, you never know. Like when people send their catalogs, yeah, that might be today. But what happens when that song becomes the theme song for a company's campaign, and then that ad runs around the world and has four billion views? I mean, you have a percentage of that, and so it it it's a it's an interesting investment. We spoke about having royalties in music. We talked about the gentleman who owned a piece of Cardi B's Bodak Yellow and how that paid out. Right, he invested ten thousand dollars in it before it became a hit. And obviously, mm-hmm. 10 million records sold later sounds like a great investment. Um, so yeah, it's a small portion, but it's a portion of, 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 of a, a song. 
And um, they said that the recipients are going to receive uh, a payment every six months based on the, the streaming revenue. So obviously, I think somebody on YouTube just said that the, the Fenty, the clothing brand, obviously that's a different brand from the music, went up 833%. I would imagine that the, the music catalog music will probably go up in the triple digits as far as percent, if not in the thousands, um, just because people haven't heard new music from her in six years and so they haven't long. seen her perform in seven. So. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I'll say this personally: the Spotify, Universal, Sony, Lucian makes a concerted effort or does anything with Vive Board API Club. It's going to be game set match. It's going to be game set match because like the industry is changing dramatically. Um, I don't think Bieber sold his catalog. By accident, I told you guys last year I was trying to buy Big Sean's catalog when, you know, a couple of things came up. Post Malone, I think, will be next to sell. Probably Doja Cat. Um, if I see Spotify or Lucian get involved and do anything in the space, it's definitely going to be a sign that, you know, some change is going to come. Yeah, I actually said this two years ago that I thought that um, this would be like the IPO, right? When you think of IPO, uh, initial public offering, um, this is a way, and when Nas did it with a few of his songs, mm -hmm. and this is a way, and like you said, the Cardi, there's already apps and websites where you can actually purchase people's music, um, and we've we've talked about that, and we we published a few different um, things about that. But I think that it it is the new way, and shout out to La Russell, mm -hmm. pioneer in the space as well. But yeah, I mean, it's a new way for fans to engage with their artist with their favorite artists right so now it's not you're just buying a poster or you're just buying a uh limited collective item hoodie now you can actually be an owner in their catalog mm -hmm. right and it could be done through nfts it could be done through a variety of different things using the uh blockchain technology but i feel like that's something that is it's a no-brainer if you think about it and um why would you not why would you not want to invest in your favorite artist catalog? Especially, it's an investment. Yeah. Especially if it's, and it's also sentimental. It has sentimental value as well. Even if you don't, mm -hmm. don't make any money from it, just knowing that you own a piece of Rihanna's catalog is, is impressive, yeah. right? Just knowing that you own a piece of Nas's catalog, Jay-Z, whatever. Whoever your favorite artist is, right? Like that's dope within itself, but then if you look at it from a standpoint of okay, I can actually make some royalty money off of this yeah. on an ongoing basis, yeah. um, that's pretty cool. And then the good thing with the NFTs is that you can put a commission in place. Yeah. So if you sell it, um, you can still get paid from it as what ten percent, twenty, whatever you put as your commission over the course of time. Um, so yeah. so it's interesting, but yeah. I definitely think that it, it kind of democratizes it a little bit um on that realm and it, and it gives creatives a little bit more flexibility and more freedom this is something that dre we, well i don't want to talk too much about what he has going on but we're going to get him on here yeah. soon um shout out to dre but he's working on something in the space with the web 3 mm -hmm. technology where you don't have to sell your catalog mm -hmm. you can still retain ownership of your catalog but because people are selling their catalogs for liquidation events, right? Yep. For a large lump yep. sum of money. So his thing is that, all right, instead of just liquidating your whole entire catalog, what if you can make money, not as much money as a complete liquidation event, but you can still make, you can still make money by 
having it available, but you still maintain ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you talk about like the DAOs and different things of that nature, like all of this kind of ties in. So it's interesting to see yeah. the, the future of music for yeah. sure. And, and it's one of those things, especially, I mean, not necessarily if the artist does it. So like when we think about Nas and obviously everybody knows how I feel about Illmatic. Yeah, Nas created Illmatic, but there is producers on that album. So imagine the guys, they, I mean, because producers only get paid once to do that song, mm-hmm. right? They get a lump sum of money to produce a song, and a lot of times they don't get royalties on the back end. That's something that we had to learn, shout out to, to Take Eve. But imagine if Pete Rock and LES and Large Professor and Q-Tip decided that, you know what, they're gonna give you royalties from their ownership in that song, and now you can own a piece of Illmatic. That's a no-brainer, I'm doing it. I'll be the first one in line, or the first one on, online, getting a piece of that just because of what that album means to me and I'm Beyonce is another one somebody type Beyonce imagine that yeah <laughs> right like Meg, imagine uh, the producers if Dream decides that yo being the writer and the producer now you got a bigger percentage of ownership on the song if he decides to say hey I'm gonna give ownership of one of these these hits that I've written for her this is no brainer here, here's, 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 my, here's my fear it's out of here <laughs> it's, it's yeah, a no brainer let me know if, the, if I'm echoing still but two parter my fear is we already know publishing is taken away it's going to be i think in the contracts is going to be crafted as such that the artist is going to look like they're selling the nft and it's really going to be the label behind the scenes that is running everything and taking everything mm. so when i had to shout out to my def jam family when i had to meet in last year i didn't know artists didn't get health insurance there's no legal fees there's no 401k plan for artists they're basically 1099 Anytime, please write this down. Anytime there is a technology or tool of liberation for black people, it somehow always gets taken into the company structure, absorbed, and the artist never gets that money. Why do we think this would be any different? Number two, I've told you guys before, when a certain number of CEOs begin to resign, it is a sign of recession. Go look at how many catalogs have been sold in the last 18 months. If you think that is by accident, you're crazy. Dre sold his. QC sold his. How old is Bieber? 34, 35? He sold his. People are not selling these catalogs as a result. And the interesting part is it's going to happen. I'm I'm worried the multiple that the companies are going to get that are buying them are going to go up 10, 15x over the next five or six years with sync licensing. The metaverse. Um some interesting stuff that they're looking to do with blockchain technology and the music industry please be careful and and all of a sudden if they get the voice part down i'll, I'll say this i've never said it before i've talked to a couple people at interscope let's say if i get an artist that writes well let's say i go find quentin miller and i get him to do an afro beats project but i can get the ai of someone who sounds like burner boy and i can sign a person to be the face but the ai does the voice and he does the writing the multiples on these soundtracks and hits are going to be different because now I'll be able to get one artist to create one album and I'll be able to make 50 derivative works out of it. And it's not something that I'm theorizing. It's something that I've talked to someone about already when I was in Mexico. I'm going to ask the artist not to sell their rights. I know it's tough not to sell their publishing. I know it's tough and the music industry is a tough beast to battle against. But I think the other part of AI that we're not talking about is we're going to see some of our favorite artists, favorite producers be forced. Like, this is going to be digital redlining. They're going to be forced to sell or we're going to mow you over. 
It's tough. I don't, and I don't have an answer for it. I wish I did. Um, but maybe we collectively as a community can put a plan together to protect, to protect our artists and our creators. Get down and get mowed over. On that, on that note of protecting artists and creative, I want to say something. Um, that we was having a conversation at dinner yesterday Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's pretty insightful conversation that we had. And, um, you know, when I do these monologue things, I don't do it every week because I'm not inspired. I don't want to just talk for no reason. But I do want to talk when I feel like it's appropriate because we have a platform. And mm-hmm. it's, it's important to shed light on certain things. So, you know, we've been extremely blessed and uh, fortunate to be going to a lot of these different things. We go to the Grammys, we're in Super Bowl week, we're in... We're mm-hmm. everywhere. We're literally everywhere. We're like going after the e-guard at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Got a good chance. That hasn't been anything that we, we're not at. Um, but what's concerning to me is uh, like when you think of this word culture, right? And uh, a lot of people define our culture for us, and we define our culture for ourselves as well. Um, but the people that are always nine times out of ten like really – focused on, celebrated, elevated. It's a small population mm-hmm. and they're musicians, and they're athletes, and they're entertainers, comedians, different things of that nature. And um, I don't want to be divisive because rappers are important. You, everybody knows how we feel about Jay-Z and Nas and shout out to Meek Mill, mm-hmm. ran into him. Good brother, two chains, good brother. Our poets' voices are important, but it's lopsided. And it's like when people want to do things from other races and they want to involve the culture, they're only involving rappers. So it's like, what does that say about what does that say about your thoughts on us? That the only value add that we can provide is to entertain you. Because when their peers are around, they're not rappers. They're mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. They're billionaires. They're titans in industries. They're hedge fund. But then the counterparts for black people are only hip hop artists. So, but it's the, but the level of respect for the black entrepreneurs are not given on the white side, but it's also not given on the black side either. Because when we champion and when we celebrate nine times out of 10, how we treat the people that have made historical moments in sports and entertainment is way different from the people that have made historical moments in the business world. And we also got to stop normalizing things that are extremely almost impossible to do. So like, it's like for us, for instance, right? It's like, okay, this whole thing started with an iPhone. We get to a point where we can have Invest Fest with 14,000 people and sell out Royal Albert Hall and Madison Square Garden. And then it's like, well, people might not be aware. Well, they should be aware. Mm-hmm. You should be aware. Because that's like, it, it's, it's negligence if you're, if you're not aware. Because it's like, okay, if you own a baseball team and you don't know that there's top prodigies in the Dominican Republic, well, you're getting fired. Because there's really no excuse for the incompetence of not knowing that. So... To say, oh yeah, that, it's cool. They have a pot. Like, 
it's almost impossible to accomplish what we've been able to accomplish and you're trying to you're trying to normalize it but somebody makes a hit record and you're running after them like they're superman so we can we can blame white people and they do have a lot to they do have a lot to explain why they only want to champion hip-hop music and why that's the most important part of the the spectrum but we also got to look internally at ourselves as well because why are we why do we only celebrate a small portion of what we represent right why is that the most important thing why are that why are those people considered legends and we're considered social media personalities so this is something that's extremely important because how the world views us is how we view ourselves and how other people are viewing us and i mean it's cool and like i said i don't want to cause division because a lot of these guys are my friends and they're important but at some point we got to just take a take a step back and say okay what's more important is it just to celebrate people wearing weird clothes and doing funny dances because when robert smith is not getting the same treatment that a white billionaire is getting nobody knew who don peoples was until he came on the platform so even our billionaires are not giving the same respect because yeah. i see people that'll that'll they'll do things for other races that are billionaires that they would never do for a black billionaire so Such as. so it, it, it at a certain point in time the admiration has to turn into to asking questions where it's like not these, these it's not like okay slutty vegan she pinky is cool like she's a cool entrepreneur no she's a she's a leader she needs to be treated mm -hmm. the same way mm -hmm. that any entertainer is treated or better because mm -hmm. i don't care like Derry falcon said i don't care how good you are at some point in time your career is going to be over but if you're an entrepreneur you're really changing the dynamic of your of your community so stop treating the entrepreneur like oh he's just a cool person to hang around with or they're doing some cool things now stop doing that treat the entrepreneur as somebody that is the most important person in the whole spectrum because nothing moves without it and if not then we always going to be entertaining other people it's like a circus so mm -hmm. at some point you have to stop being entertained and really look at things critically and say okay if this is really for the culture, the culture is more than sports and entertainment. Mm -hmm. The culture is media. The culture is entrepreneurship. The culture is activism. The culture is politics. These are all important yeah. parts of the culture. So if you're trying to uplift the culture, you got to uplift all the voices, not just the people that are on TV. It's an extremely important point. I just wanted to highlight that. And like I said, it's, it's it's not a divisive thing no. because these people are important and they've given us motivation. They've given us, they've given us inspiration, sports and entertainment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But at some point, we, we have to balance the playing field a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it, it's important for a number of reasons. But another thing is like, for as far as people are thinking, we have gone in this space and trailblazed, right? If we're not being recognized in some of these spaces, what does that say for the everyday entrepreneur who's fighting to get to that spot? Right, like it becomes a, a, a place where it's like, yo, they have you reckon these guys, mm -hmm. and look how much they've done. Um, but it, it's it's important that you say it because not only are they not being recognized, right? Our billionaires and our people who are successful in business, they're not even being invited. 
right? It doesn't even become the cool thing to even have them there. And you got to sit back and wonder like, well, why is this happening? Who's making the decisions? Mm -hmm. Who's sending out these things? And who's creating the atmosphere to have our entertainers there? Do they look like us? Shout out to Diddy. Shout out to people that have actually amplified the voices of, of what we have going on. The, entre out there. the entrepreneurial movement. Shout out to Diddy. Yeah. Shout out to Steve Harvey. There's a lot of people. I don't want to seem like there's nobody that's, yeah. I, I hate that too. I don't want to put that narrative out there like all black people are against. Like, no, nah, that's not true. There's people that's actively helping move the ship forward. Um, Can I but then there's some people that's not. And like I said, it might be like some people are, well, they're not aware. Well, you should be. You should be aware. Mm. What else you have to do? Like yeah. they're like, that's what we, like that's you, what we said. you say you gotta do more work. How yeah. much more can you do? Like yeah. that's like saying okay, look, like there's a basketball player that's averaging fifty points a game mm -hmm. in college, and they're like, yo, you gotta work. How much more can you do? Yeah. And How the, much more can you do? The bottom line was it was like, yo, even if we look at it in the business world, right? Even if that analogy of the person in the sports world that's averaging fifty, you gotta do more. If the scouting team, right, there's going to be, like, you might not be yeah. aware of it, right? Let's say yeah, your, your schedule is so packed that you, you, you're working on so many things that you're not aware. There's got to be a scouting team that's telling you this. And if the scouting team's not telling you it, then they need to go, right? Because it's, it's too important for you to miss. You miss out on a generational yeah. thing or a generational opportunity. That could affect your business for, for, for the long run. Absolutely. And so you got to look and, at it like that. Yo, if they're not telling me, if they're not making me aware, then why are they around? Because they're not adding value. Uh, or they're not telling you the things that are valuable. If you're that busy. I'm not saying that. If you're that busy. Here's the thing, though. I want to get to the root cause of why um, Rashad, great monologue, great segment. Um, Dobby said it in the comments on YouTube is that we have to work together. So in order to, like, whenever you have demonization of an artist, platform, character, brand, entrepreneur, is that's, that's to drive the valuation down. So if everyone is uplifted, it puts a lot of competitive pressure. And I tell you guys publicly, behind, I've been watching podcasts for a long time. Like you guys have been able to pull off something that a lot of people before you have not been able to do. Um, I won't name any names because I've learned, you know, those emails and calls behind the scenes are not fun. But um, number one, they promote rappers and artists because they own the rappers and artists. Um, I was having a conversation yesterday. There's a huge difference between black entertainment television of yesteryear and BET now. So even when I'm on calls with black brands, it's usually not us on a Zoom call that represents the culture. The culture and the movement of the people and the corporation of the culture are two totally different things. Number two, music is usually a tool of manipulation. So if they own the catalog, they own the rights. I know Isaiah said I'm like Mr. Doom and Gloom. I don't I don't like getting on here and being pessimistic about what is happening, but I'm having artists come to me, even executives come in and say, hey, if this AI thing really takes off how they want and they get the voice part down, they'll be, okay. The conversation was, I'm like, hey, what we can do, do to get Bad Bunny and Burner Boy to do an album? They're like, they already are trying to work on it through AI. You know how many jobs that, like if they get a wave to take over Afrobeats, and what Bad Bunny's doing, it's tough. Number three, we have to work together. All allies, all competitors, and we have to go and take over one network. And it's try, people have tried to do it in music. People have tried to do it in podcasting. But the answer is collaboration. But the issue is always who gets equity and what percentages. The only way this is going to change is if we come in as a force 
and take over a bunch of companies and add so much value, get proper splits on an equity and cap table, and then take some of these companies public. But a lot of the times the rappers and the public facing people that are presented to the people are under these destructive ass deals where they're going broke in private, but looking rich in public. So that's why a lot of times we'll elevate artists and I know some of them, you guys know some of them that are in bad deals. Like it was somebody last year who was saying that they made X amount of dollars. It's like, we know that's not true, but these people are put front and center and back going back to the NFT thing. I will not be surprised in the next year if a whole bunch of independent artists saying that they're pushing their own NFT and labels behind the scenes, get everything on the back end and perpetuity. Now, even in deals now, you're going to see a lot of perpetuity plus one lifetime. So that's you for your entire life plus your child. Your child can't even get the royalties in some of these deals that are being uh, rolled out now. So we have to stick together. Even those who don't like each other, man, we have to get the market cap so high of the culture that we are able to get the equity that we truly need and deserve. I agree. I agree. So, um, so yeah, just wanted to, you know, sometimes you just need, and it's like, it's not even a, a, a beef thing. It's like sometimes you just need to just be reminded about something. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, yeah. can you, like somebody had asked me something the other day. They're like, can you do this? And and I'm, I, I thought about it. I said, yeah, yeah, yes, I can. I should have, I should have actually been doing it before. It's just mm -hmm. negligence. But if it wasn't brought to my attention, I would have probably continued to not do it. So it wasn't like when they asked me, like, yo, can you do this? Da, 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 da. It wasn't like I was combative. I wasn't, I didn't take it as, you know, them being disrespectful to me. It was brought to my attention. I looked at it as an objective person. Said, you're right. You're right. That's 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 the whole point of this situation. We don't want to because we like, I don't want, we 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 all need each other, um, but sometimes we just need a, we just need a reminder. You need a reminder sometimes. Yeah. You want to go uh, dead or alive segment? Uh DOA. Yes. Let's do DOA. Ian, you ready? Yes. Uh, somebody made a joke on your page earlier. Like I say, everything is dead by Apple and Microsoft. So let's <laughs> bring it back. And was, <laughs> that was funny as hell. Like if there, if you're in YouTube, please put your cash app in. That was funny. Um, but yeah, I, I want to give some ones that I really like um, other than Apple and Microsoft. All right. So should we? Funny you say that. Should we start with Apple? <laughs> yes. Please. Let's, 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 Apple, Apple's, Apple's dead. Press <laughs> spoiler alert. Breaking news alert. Spoiler We're going to start alert. with there. We're not going to end there. Okay. We're going to start because obviously we have to talk about it. So Apple, let's go. We we already know the fate of this company. Go. Um, amazing, but twenty thirty five. Trouble may be there, but alive. You said in the year twenty. Would you say twenty thirty five or twenty twenty five? 2035. Why? Why? I said this before last year. Do you want to share why? Is it? Well, can I? Can I? Let me. Can I chime in for Go a second? Does this have to do with the life cycle of successful companies? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Then now you now you can elaborate. Yeah. No. You hit the nail okay. on the head. We talk, <laughs> Go go watch episodes from last year, season two, and I'll explain when we're on tour in Ghana, and Market Mondays or tour. There you have well it. Well played. Apple alive. Apple's alive. Let's go with my company that I love to talk about, Disney, what we got? I'm worried, I'm worried, but we need a, a, a health checkup on Disney. I wanna see what the plan is for the next year, 
um, what the succession plan is. So I would say we need a little health check up on this. They're alive. They're, I'll they're alive. Bob we'll Iger is back. He's restructuring. Things are going to be yep. turning up for the future. They are revisiting this Hulu situation. They're revisiting the ESPN situation. Obviously, you know, if you mm -hmm. haven't, if you're not aware, they own 66% of Hulu. Uh, Comp, uh, Comcast owns the okay. other 33%. They don't have, they obviously have a majority control of it, but they don't own 100% well, of it. Uh, the new subscribers are not at the level that they would like, so they're revisiting. Maybe there's a sell potentially. Um, but Bob yeah. is back. Things are looking great, but the succession plan is like important. Bob. For those not in the know, he is only back for two years. He was the former CEO, left. Obviously, we saw what happened to the, the stock's uh, price. It, it mm -hmm. obviously fell down with the, the, the rest of the, the, the stock market. Um, and he's here to restore order. Um, so we, we will see on Disney. But there is a pulse, so we can, are not putting can we, that. Can we just still, can you guys explain why, why a CEO is so important in, in picking a stock? Um, that's that's the coach of the team. Um, if you look at Andy Reid, you can say Andy Reid outclassed Philadelphia's coach back when Kobe had Phil Jackson. Like that's the person that makes the decisions for the direction of the company. So often I'm looking at the character, the habits that he has, and then the team that he or she builds around them. Um, Bob's a great CEO, great visionary. Um, and sometimes, you know, companies will lose their way, especially when, when we are in the bull market. It's happened to everyone. It's happened to all of us. Sometimes you won't be as strict on your rules or principles that got you to the place. Um, it's a hundred year anniversary of Disney. Mm -hmm. I think they'll get back to some of those core principles that made them special and magical. But I still think they need to offload some of that debt. Quick homework assignment uh, for everyone on YouTube. What is the net profit margin of Disney over the last 10 years? Um, so the CEO is important because they are like the, the player. They're like LeBron, like the, they're a player and a head coach and the one that decides the vision for the company. Disney has a pulse. That is good. Uh, we spoke about yes. them a few weeks ago. Exxon Mobil, ticker XOM. Um, alive and well, alive and well. If you go look at XOM, they've been on an incredible tear, um, hitting new highs. They're, actually like uh, surpassed the highs of 2008 um breakout has been incredible past 65 dollars and 89 cent they'll slide down at some point but exxon mobile is absolutely alive and well uh another good one and we spoke about it during uh the the pandemic uh because malls were closed and obviously there's mm -hmm. more there been a reopening but people are they shopping at the same rate a good indication would be to follow what this company is doing. SPG, Simon Property Group. What do we think? Um, slow but steady. Shout out to my home state of Indiana. Um, they are, well, the high of 229.10 was in 2016. Um, SPG is alive. I mean, they're probably slide back time, probably to like 106 or 98 bucks. But over the next two or three years, I have them going back to like 199. Um, if you're in it for like a swing trade, multi-year swing trade, I'll probably get it at, like at 197 or 199. But yeah, SPG is alive. Um, and well, Simon Property Group. Good one, good one. All right, let's go to some in, in the healthcare field. Merck, MRK, ticker, what we got? Alive and kicking, amazing. Um, Merck has been doing incredible. I would not, I'm not gonna compare them to Lilly, but they are on the same kind of run. So they are alive and well. I would actually say that Merck's doing amazing. 
Um, you guys can put this in the watch list. Stock Club, I'll have a price for you on Wednesday, but Merck is doing absolutely amazing, for sure. They have low blood pressure, low blood pressure over there at Merck. Mm -hmm. All right, now, Ian, this is, this is an ETF. Yes. Okay. <laughs> They're in 2020. Uh, a lot of gains were made. Kathy Woods was, you know, very, you know, very successful investor, and um, she's been beaten down since. Let's talk about ARKK, Ark Fund. Uh, it's in critical condition. It's not dead yet. We should bounce to maybe the highest. I have them getting to is like fifty-eight dollars and twenty-two cent. Um, if they get to, if Ark gets to like ten bucks. Ten dollars and twenty-four cent. I, I wouldn't mind swing trading it. That would be a mighty ten twenty, ten twenty. I mean, well, it got to twenty-nine forty-three last year. Um, yeah, so it's not that far off from where it could be. The high is one fifty-nine seventy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's in it's in critical condition. I wouldn't say that it's dead yet. And I wouldn't count. Tesla is still leading the fund, out, if I'm not mistaken. Tesla is still leading pretty much every. Uh, Arc Innovation Fund. Well, Arc Innovation is ARKK, but all the, yeah. the the rest of the funds is led by Tesla. I mean, it, it, it's a great point. Like the, the reason, if you look at her rotation and how often they trade stocks, it's really hard to be that accurate with that number. Of like she had great companies, they were just overtraded, and that's why, like every Invest Fest, every Market Mondays live, I try and stress like the number of trades that you take per year is going to dictate the alpha or return that you're going to have you can't trade 60 or 70 stocks 80 stocks and then expect that like and this is not my theory you can go look at peter lynch you can look, look at john bogle who invented um modern day index funding jim simmons like you can look at any big hedge fund manager and they'll tell you like there's only a certain amount of trades you can take um before you start to have decay mm -hmm. in your portfolio even if you do it on the quant side like even when you hear about the micro trades that are done for fractions of pennies, there's a cap on how many they'll do per day. Can we talk about um, the, the, I mean, cause it's interesting, if I'm a beginner, if I'm, you know, trading is new to me and I do an ETF and I get like a, a, a company or ETF like ARC, and we just talked mm -hmm. about leadership when we spoke about Bob Iger and Disney. I mean, it could be confusing, right? If you're following the way that Kathy's investing, right? We see Coinbase pull back 6% and she says, well, I'm buying 800,000 more shares. Or Tesla pulls mm -hmm. back, and I'm buying six hundred thousand more shares. What are your thoughts on that for the the beginner? I mean, is that growing? I mean, do you grow confidence in a leader that's doing things like that? Like, how how should the new beginner look at these type of things? Um, historically, the ones are the best: Ray Dalio, John Paulson, Warren Buffett, Jim Simmons. The best hedge fund managers don't speak that often. Um, so, like, if you have to market your strategy it usually isn't that good so i know it can be confusing but like i'm not listening to the person that like i'm always going net worth first return and then there's some tells like even if we go back to the madoff documentary any person that sells very aggressively usually is doing so to raise capital because they are not able to produce return on their own like the most successful traders hedge fund managers don't advertise you don't see Paul Tudor Jones on every day screaming, hey, like he'll talk about the macro environment and how he'll trade. He won't walk you through his S&P 500 ES futures trades at all. 
So I'm always mindful of that. Like, in it, if you want the clearest example, uh, shout out to him because I honored that I had a chance to meet him and chat with him for a little bit. But like the whole inverse Kramer ETF thing, like if you're constantly making picks on a daily basis, you're going to get a lot wrong. If Kramer did that show once a month, his accuracy would probably be 90 percent. Mm. Um, so I'm looking for managers who talk a lot less. And then if you look at the people that run muni funds or global funds, sovereign wealth funds, they aren't saying anything. They aren't saying anything. Making money hand over fist. Like, okay, who runs the wealth fund for Dubai and Abu Dhabi? Silencio. Who runs it for Mexico? Cayete. Wealth is quiet. Wealth is quiet. Ian has been working on his languages. We are very impressed by that, Ian. Let's go, let's go with a couple more. Uh, how about Shake Shack? Uh, recently, they announced um, that they're going to be trying drive throughs which is uh, something that the, the company hasn't done in a lot of locations. But they've they've had a, 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 a challenging year, I'll say. Yes. <laughs> um, I would say... Oh, ticker really quick, ticker S-H-A-K. Yeah. Um, critical condition. They, they've had a tough year. But if I have to compare them to McDonald's, McDonald's is eating their lunch, no pun intended, and is the most dominant real estate company that no one ever talks about. Um, if Chick-fil-A ever goes public, which I don't, you guys can tell me if they will, but uh, I don't think that they will anytime soon. And I don't blame the family for not taking the public. But if I'm looking at the competition head, head on, McDonald's is way better for sure. So Shake Shack, I, great product. But the stock, I would not touch. I wouldn't say that it's dead, but it's in critical condition. How about this one? SRAD, Sports, Sport Radar Group AG. A, uh, ticker SRAD. I, I wouldn't touch it. It's closer to being dead than alive. It was at 20 bucks in October. It's at 12.58 now. No real competitive advantage. Yeah, I, I'm going to say this one is dead. I wouldn't invest slow in this Slow on one. the vital signs for them. Real slow. It's real slow yeah. for them. All right, let's do like two more. Uh, RKT, RKT, ticker RKT, uh, that is Rocket Companies. Yeah, I wouldn't touch this with a 10-foot pole. Ooh. Are we putting an official test sign on it? Or what are we doing? Vital signs? I mean, I, I'm not going to be salacious today. I'm being like, see, I'm in like calm meditation mode, right? Um, no, I wouldn't touch this one. This is like one of the stocks from 2020 that did pretty well. Popped up to 40, and then it's been sliding down. It's no good. I wouldn't touch it long term. All right. Uh, let's finish out with this. Mullen Group, ticker M-U-L-N, Mullen Automotive, Inc. Uh, we had them at a high. This is in March of 22. They were over at $3. They have fallen to today. They closed at $0.37. Cents. Espiritu Santo. Ah, the coffin has come out. Go ahead and put, put this on the ground. This one's dead. And if you look at that price, where was that in 2012? Oh, baby. Ugly. Ugly. Oh, yeah. no, I Ooh. wouldn't touch it. This one's dead. Wait, let's let's give context here, Ian, because people are not listening or not watching on their screens. Like they're watching Market Mondays, but they don't have the computers in front of me. In 2013, mm-hmm. it was trading at $570. Yes. I just at said high, today it closed at 37 cents. No good. Yeah, the vital signs are pointing toward death, if not have been dead already. Uh, I mean, has anyone heard of Mullen Group? Like, I won't pick, I'll pick four. Four is at $13. I don't 
I don't know if I can name a hundred people who's even heard of Mullen Group. If you work there, I'm sorry, I apologize. This is my thoughts, and these thoughts are just Ian's and those of Red Panda Rebellion. But I've never heard ten people talk about this company. So no. Coffee. Um, the the overall automotive sector, I wouldn't touch anyway. I'll get into my little conspiracy theory about electronic vehicles and the whole sector, maybe in London. Conspiracy theory. But um, love them. I mean, it's important. I saw people talking about uh, uh, flying objects. We, we we covered it last week, and since we've covered it, there's been four more, three more that have been shot down, and we have no idea what that. they were. Some have well, speculated that one it was for one weather day. purposes. Not sure. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Ian said I'm not touching it. <laughs> not today. Do re- Chicago. Do well. remember. Do remember. Market Mondays World Tour. Let me throw that up for him. Let me throw. Just Do remember this, just in case you came in late. Fade in. Look at that. Just in case you came in late. Talk to him. Market Mondays World Tour. Mm-hmm. We will be hitting three continents, five shows. Yes. Starting with LA on March 11th. The LA tickets are up for sale right now. Link in the description. Link in the bio. Um. Get your LA tickets. All the other cities tickets will be up soon, but you can get on the waiting list. You can get on the waiting list for all of those cities right now. So when the tickets are available, you can um, be the first to be notified for purchase. We will be going to Los Angeles, followed by Toronto, Canada, with special guest 19 Keys on that show, followed by London, followed by Chicago, followed by Ghana. Yes. Oh, so- big, big, big! This is going to be something. Oh, presented by Ally. Shout out to the folks at Ally. Shout out to Ally. Somebody just said, "I need that poster." We got something special with that. You poster. never know. You never know. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. Alert. The new death row. Do we get to six thousand lives so I can get some money away? We we got six point one. Right yeah, now. we got we got over six thousand. Oh, okay. Yeah, shout out to the All good right, folks, well. man. Pick a couple people. Yeah. Let's do this. You want to pick a couple people happening? Um, Invest Fest. Will be happening this year. Yes. Don't worry. Oh please. Um, let's talk about Kanye. Kanye before. Well, yay. And and the company that he used to be with, Adidas. Yes. This is this is the this is the the big one. This is uh, this is this is the one right here. Yeah. I'm gonna add a little salt into it that people probably. I might get attacked for the first time ever, but I have to say from a business oh, side, some wow. of the things that are happening. I'm preparing myself for it. Nothing, okay. nothing controversial. You know how I, I nothing this controversial. Is new. This will be new, no. but we'll see. Our plan for everything <laughs> on Ian. Ian sent these talking points over. It was his idea. <laughs> his idea. He put us up to it. Yep. You, you, oh, you want? No, you sorry. You say you want to talk about something? I'm, a, I'm a, after we get because we're gonna obviously um, the report came out that Adidas lost uh, 1.3 billion after expected the, loss of 1.3 billion after cutting ties with after Ye. cutting ties with Ye. Mm-hmm. Now there have been reports that they're trying to remake some Yeezy brand to try to not gonna work rework you know kind of like bring a vampire from from the dead yeah. back to life type vibe to help their company. Long story short, Adidas has lost 1.3 billion dollars in revenue so far. Right. And that's right? just based on an estimate. Estimate. Yeah. Um because of the the cutting ties with Yeezy and Yeezy brand. 
Um, so there's a lot to unpack here, right? Mm-hmm. As, as you know, we we talked about Yay when he, he his net worth dropped and he lost a billion, but nobody ever talks about what happened to the other guy. Yeah. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like you know, what I'm saying it's like people always say, like, okay, this guy got beat up in a fight. But what happened to the other guy next week? And the ramifications. <laughs> when he came back. Yeah. When he came back next week, what happened to the guy that got punched in the face? Like, yeah, he got punched in the face. He got knocked out. Mm-hmm. What happened to the guy that knocked him out? Yeah. But even bigger, right? What so like they, they cut ties with their biggest asset, right? Which is which was yay. But what does that mm-hmm. do to the trust of the other people that are on the brand? Right? Do we now rock with the brand? Because if I liked Yay, and I love, obviously, everybody was wearing this thing. He's moving over a million units a year, probably more than that. Do I rock with Adidas athletes now? Do I rock with other people and entrepreneurs that are having Adidas as partnerships? It affects, going to affect their sales, right? So mm-hmm. you, you got to look at it from not just what they did with him, but the ramifications of, of what it will have on the overall business. Yeah. So the, what they what they try to do is like, so what was the controversial thing that you was going to well, say? So let me, I'm going to break down the yay part first, right? So the, the, the first part was obviously they had the merchandising, which is key, right? They had the merchandise and it was branded with Yeezy on it. And so now you're stuck because you can't put that out, right? Or they're going to try to put it out, but people are, are going to realize that it's not associated with the person anymore. And so what's the chance of it selling? So rather than shipping it out, they're going to probably take a loss on that. So the, the ramifications of it, I was like, all right, well, let me look who else is on. Who's the next most prominent person on Adidas, obviously Messi is Adidas athlete and a lot of people obviously with the World Cup, but they took a loss on overall. They sponsored the World Cup and took a loss on it. But then I started thinking like, yo, Beyonce's on there. Beyonce. Be- yeah. Check these numbers out, all right? We're going, so Beyonce has the Ivy Park brand at Adidas and she, she announced that um, in 2018. So in 2022, Ivy Park roughly did $40 million in sales, right? In 2021, they did $93 million in sales. Right, so last year, we're talking almost a 56% cut. The company, mm-hmm. Adidas, projected that line to do $250 million in 2022. That was the projection. Based on what happened in 2021, they projected it up sale of 250. It came in at 40. In 2023, this year, Adidas projects the line to do 63 million. They originally had compared their projection to be at $335 million. They thought Ivy Park would bring that in. Oh, wait, wait, So are, is this the controversial thing? Well, so are I'm not- you, Are you attacking the Beehive? I'm not, talking, I'm not attacking the Beehive. <laughs> are you saying Beyonce is underperforming? I'm saying- Be you gotta be extremely- Let's be- I said, let, let me just- no, we, gotta talk, we gotta talk about the numbers. Cut the mics off. Just the numbers. Cut the just lights numbers. out. Now, here's, here, here's the difference though. Here's the difference now, right? So is the line underperforming? Based on the projections, yes. Here's what can happen in 2023. And I'm sure like your sister is aware and my wife is aware and I'm aware Beyonce is going on tour. Absolutely, mm-hmm. world tour. The world tour, it has over 50 dates. I'm sure there's gonna be a marketing campaign around it. I'm sure Ivy Park would be at the forefront of a lot of the campaign. Will it help the sales of the brand? Please, for my sake, yes. <laughs> yo, yo. For my sake, yes. Shout out to yes. Beyonce, But man. based on how it was projected, they're at a point now in 2023, whether they're going to see this thing out or they're going to say, you know what? We can't bring her back. 
What? Can't bring Beyonce back? <laughs> what? Oh, oh. I, I don't know if I'll go on record. If Adidas don't know about that beehive, you think the Kanye debacle was crazy. Can you? I mean, do, is it a smart business decision to bring it back? Well, do you know how much they spent? Well, we would have to know how much they spent on it to see, even though that the projections are a little are lower than what they thought. Far lower. It could it could still be profitable. We have to see how much they spent on marketing, how much they spent on manufacturing to right. see if because if you're making money with Beyonce, no brainer. Even if you're losing money with Beyonce, it's still a no-brainer be no because it's still it's still good for the brand. So you got to be losing a lot of money. So one of the issues is that yeah. they say that yes, yeah, she will do the campaigns and there's commercials for it, but when you see her out in public, when you do see her out in public, is she wearing it? I don't know. That's a different fee. The mistake that they made was having that poison pill, so they have to pick whether they're going to pay him a royalty or keep it on the shelf. That was a smart move on Kanye's team to have that in so it's like it's mutual self-destruction if the partnership does not go well um adidas once again that profit margin is not that great so i put it in telegram for stock club but you guys should go look with it with the operating margins are for adidas anyway if i was beyonce i would make a concerted effort to renegotiate my contract um this is nothing against beyonce this is all business listen listen before the before i start getting these bees in my in my chat look (laughs) I've been to 15 Beyonce shows. I am a supporter gotcha. of Beyonce and all things of the Nose family. We went to mm-hmm. her mom's gala. I will be, I will be at the Renaissance tour. This is a fact. I will be front and center. In fact, when you see the video, you understand how much of a supporter I am. I just want to make sure that the business is right. And I'm sure she will too. Adidas has some big shoes to fill, no pun intended. Um, with that fiasco um and i don't know if they'll be able to like what ambassador could they get yeah who, who's the ne- who's the next person they, they, they're gonna have to pay luca probably 500 luca million. is not leaving brand he's not leaving night that's oh, out the question they sent they sent it in the group chat we got 800 new people that's watching it now since you said that <laughs> no i'm dead serious it went from 6,000 to 6,800 people the, the bees are here no they sent it in the group chat yeah we pray for everything beyonce we love everything listen guys matter of fact guys zoom in on shawty i'm about to put lemonade up here listen guys guys listen beyonce is the greatest we got 7.5 shawty the greatest not (laughs) yo i'm saying the the greatest (laughs) well mike mike might be the greatest but beyonce is right there Yes. Billy Jean in his prime. <laughs> While we got 7.5 thousand people in here, Market Monday's World Tour, Toronto, Canada, <laughs> London, Somebody put the flyer up. Let's go. Save me. <laughs> Get your tickets now. Keep the flyer up for like yes, 30 please. seconds. I'm changing my albums yeah, yeah, as we yeah, speak. Hold on. Let's go. Keep the flyer up. Shotty, keep talking. They put it in the group chat. That's crazy. <laughs> Yo. Um, kudos to Red Jewel 2609. First winner tonight of the Cash App giveaway for 500 bucks. I appreciate you. Um, Axel God, winner number two. VTA alumna, you are number three for tonight. Please come to the live show on a tour. I will be giving out a bag as I do it every show for Market Mondays Live. Love you guys. Yes. And um, LA. LA, we got some we got some dope surprises for LA, man. I'm really looking forward to that. So LA, don't don't play around, LA. We will see you in a couple weeks. Three weeks. It's gonna be here before you know it. March eleventh, man. One of them ones. Yeah, that's around the corner. One of them man. ones. The Market Mondays World Tour. 
A lot of people are excited about Toronto, Canada. I'm be honest with you. Um, Toronto gonna be a, a lot of people. It's a heavy. It's a heavy excitement for Toronto. Um, and I have to say that all the cities aren't exciting, but Toronto. Toronto, I'm excited. 19 I'm going to be there a week. Toronto, Canada. Market Mondays, high-level conversation, mashup. Mm-hmm. It's be big. We might, need to be, we might need to do two nights. We'll see how it goes. When, when back we, to when back. We, 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 when we release tickets, but we might need to do back-to-back nights on this one. Yeah. The, so demand, the demand might be, it might be overwhelming. Yeah. It might be overwhelming. Might be big. Um, New presentation every city. Let's get to it. But before we leave this Kanye West situation, just like going back to Ye, because yeah. we talked about Adidas, we talked about Beyonce, but we didn't talk about Kanye. We didn't talk about Ye. And obviously Ye, you know, he has he's had his, his troubles. He's been out of the, the limelight for a couple of weeks now. Um, but what mm-hmm. does this say about the value that, Kanye, that Ye brings to a company? What does this say about the, the future for Ye in fashion, um, you know, obviously assuming that you know everything is he can get back on track with, with everything, but because that part of it is Adidas lost 1.3 billion, but the other part of it is that Kanye added 1.3 billion dollars in value or more minimum because that's just yeah, they could they this is a projection that they released, so yeah. they could have they could have yeah. actually lost three billion, who knows? Yeah. So, and that's what, just this year, is, is he the that. most valuable man in fashion? What, what? Well, when did Kanye join forces in partnership with Adidas? 2012. Damn. Um, the stock was at that time was at 33 bucks, and it went to 199.44 at the end of 2022. I mean, he he's a multiplier, but it goes back to that point of demonization. Um, probably. Kanye is an instant bucket, brand wise. Like, there's no question. Um, I don't know what is next for the good brother. Um, kudos to him and the family, and saying I appreciate you. Um, I don't know what is next for him, but if he can get back on track and get the people behind him, the, the truth is though, he lost us. He lost us. That's tough. Like. I thought he would have been done after the slavery is a choice thing, and we forgave him. This time, he went too far. When you say he lost us, what do you, what do you mean? Black people. You you think he lost black people? You think he currently lost black people? Everybody in chat, uh, y'all rocking with Kanye? No. I see. Hmm. L- let's poll the people. Because when I've said it, everybody's like, "Yo, you crazy." Let's see. Let's see. So. We'll see what he's. We'll, we'll, I, we'll I see what the chat says. But shout out to Humble. He said something that was very insightful. I spoke about this today. He said something that was very insightful. We was talking about Ye. We was with um, Calais. Calais Campbell. Calais Campbell. Yep. It was us, Calais Campbell, NFL legend, and Humble. Humble is a. He, he's Alonzo Ball, financial advisor, Charlemagne's financial yeah. advisor, Issa Rae, a bunch of people. He's been on EYL. And we were in the car going to the Super Bowl and we was talking about it. And. Um, he says something that was extremely insightful. Cause you know, we're talking about yay, and obviously, you know, I think he has mental health issues. That's a different conversation. But he was saying that um, he's like, I can never throw yay away because he's mm-hmm. given me more than I've given him. I could ever give him. And yeah, 
me like that if you really so think hard, if, if you think line. about it from that perspective just think about that like yeah mm-hmm. like Kanye has given me personally I don't know what we gave him because I don't I don't know he might have he might have watched on your legion and actually give got some value from it who knows but just say for most for most people right he's given you more than more than you've given him yeah have some grace just just like us we've given you more than than you've given us have some grace. It was a, it was one of those moments. It was like, yo, that perspective. I didn't think about it, but yeah, have some grace. Yeah, like just like that's that's that was probably the realest thing I ever heard in my life. He's given me more than I've given him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most people don't look at scenarios like that though, at scale, especially like when the narrative is told through the media, and then we have to go back to the conversation of powers that be if they turn the switch and demonize them to devalue the brand. We'll be grace when we're trying to look at media for our opinion. It's yeah. tough. Also, good lesson too. You have to know who you can go to war with and who you can't. Chris Jenner is not a person I want to go to war with. Chris Jenner. He lost this one. Next topic. <laughs> oh, on that note, we won't get into that. On that note, uh, <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about. Let's call nineteen keys real quick. Let's talk about Meta. We go have some talking to all this, all this humble little ish y'all got me doing. Oh, <laughs> Toronto. I'm learning. Let's talk about Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg uh, tells managers to get back to making things or leave. And another thing about Yay. No. <laughs> it's all about innovation. No. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, he's, he's had enough. He's had enough. Yes. He's had enough. He's drawing a line in the sand. He yep. said either make Facebook great again or leave. Or get out. How do we feel about this? <laughs> make Facebook great again? Make Facebook great <laughs> again. Honestly, I love it. Um, it's too much bloat at Meta. Um, I hate the people that have been affected by the layoffs. I think they're, you know, using a an axe instead of a scalpel to be precise on who should be let go. But we need a lot more innovation and we need a lot more speed there. Um, it's one of the first leadership moves in a long time that I've liked from Zuckerberg. Um, 181.79 is a key line. It's the 50% retracement of the all-time uh, high of the stock. So if it's above 181.79, it's making four progress. If it's not, um, it's currently under. It's at one seventy nine forty eight. But this is a good move for sure. Um, one thing that people have to remember, brand wise, no matter how big a company is, you need everyone being productive. And the productivity score for every employee is key. This is why I'm like big on not having meetings. I know people hate the theory, um, but you see in the times of the recession or depression that you need people actually working on the business. Please write this down instead of in the business meetings, email, the politics that comes with corporate is in the business on the business is making Instagram better, uh, making sure that there's not room for TikTok to grow, uh, cultivating an environment for the metaverse to actually be successful and not the crap that they put out software wise. The next meta quest is, is pretty good in comparison to the old version. Um, you need more people, or you need all hands on deck to make the brand and company better. Because we've fallen out of love with Facebook. If it wasn't for Instagram, it would be over. Um, I wish you would have made this move three or four years ago after the Cambridge Analytica scandal, but better late than never. But I love this move on 
his age. Somebody got to be innovating over there. Yep. <laughs> right? If I'm, if he's, or got to find some more ideas yeah, still, gotta, since that was the iteration of the company. Yeah, sometimes, I mean, you get the ideas from, you know, the people that are part of the workforce, right? They may have an idea that can spark to innovation. So if nobody's there innovating, then it's tough, right? It's tough sometimes to come up with all the ideas. Like if if me, Shadi, had to come up with all the ideas, it'd be tough, right? We Sometimes it's like creativity takes time, mm-hmm. right? So like you gotta get inspiration from other people and especially if you are paying people to be around you with that exact task, yep. they need to be there. <laughs> yep. But I will say kudos to those that are doing a great job over at Meta. Uh, I gotta shout out Alvin, gotta shout out Frederick, John Senior and Junior. Um, we have some people you know, at Meta that are doing a great job, but we need a lot more efficiency over there. And low key, I called the slow demise and I, the changes that I said need to be made have been put in place. So I will be back at Meta uh, end of this month. Meta. Meta, can I live stream and do the show from there? Got a lot of business there, man. It don't have to be HQ, it can be Hudson. It don't matter. It's up to y'all. We'll see. They have a long way to go, though. And they need to give up on just spending on Metaverse. Joe Button with overalls is crazy. Shout out to Joe Button. <laughs> with no shirt on. Wow. And Queens. And shout out to Melissa. Proud of you. Ish. Shout out to the whole Proud team over there. With yeah. The overall Corey. picture that is going viral online, right? Did you see it, Ian? Yeah, yeah. That was yeah, part of the crazy. campaign for the, the, new, the new show. The overall pic? Yeah, it was like a spoof. It worked, yeah, it worked. But, but I think right now he did, everybody's talking about him saying like the people are failing and he's happy that they're failing. Let's talk about this. I mean, he spoke to, he spoke let's about, get to he it. He spoke to us about that. Right? Joe, I'm with you now. Shout out to Loon. Did you see what Loon posted? I did see that. Shout out to Loon. I did see that. So I, I saw that on the wake up at four o'clock in the morning. I saw, that was the first thing. I scrolled out of I bed. I had Loon and Joe sit down. Said, thank you, God. Go on Instagram. And I see Loon. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> In that order, in that order. God, back to Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I look at the Shots ceiling. I'm still alive. Thank you, God. Um, so Joe Button, Joe Button, shout out to Noriega, our friend, great guy. Um, and shout out to Joe, our friend, great guy. Yes, we're we're God. friends with everybody in the space. It, my thing is, I just want everybody to get along. Um, it's impossible though. You could you could you could always try. Yeah. So they um, had a podcast where Nori went on Joe Button's podcast, and Nori paraphrasing said that he's happy that um, a lot of these entertainers that are turning to podcasting are failing. Mm-hmm. They both kind of they both kind of champion that type that sentiment. Um, and then they said like you know, they they trying sports shows, they trying comedy shows, they trying everything variety shows. It's not working. Da, 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 da. And a lot of people took offense to that because they're like, well, why would you be celebrating or why would you be happy um, as somebody's failure or perceived failure? Mm. We are in the space. We're in the media space. Um, We have been successful, fortunately. Uh, We're one of the few people that have been successful in this in this space. So we have we have a voice in this. We have a voice. Um, we're an authority. What are what are you guys? Is th- I'll say my my two cents on it. But I want to go last. What are you, what are you? Because I'm gonna go. You crazy. say you want to go last. What's your thoughts on <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, because I'm gonna go crazy. Let me let me check the chat. See if there's any highs in it. <laughs> um, 
I think it was harsh what he was saying, but I understood what he was saying, right? I think the context was people are getting into this space so thinking like, yo, this is easy. This is easy. I can make money. I could have a place to say whatever I want and do whatever I want from a media standpoint. Mm-hmm. His standpoint is like, no, I've dedicated my life to this. There's a big difference from you just thinking that this is something that you're going to do on a fly by night and be successful. And that's what I, I'm taking it as. Because even when we spoke to him, it was like, yo, you guys figured it out. It, there was something in you that you said, whatever value add, I'm, it's going to be different and it's going to work and we're going to be dedicated to it. I think what he's seen is a lot of people, and I think he gave a statistic from 2018 that let's say there was 2 million new uh, podcasts. Only a million ha- exist now because they didn't have the dedication. They didn't understand the value and they thought that they can make money. Once they realized that they couldn't make money and they had really didn't have any value, they stopped. And so if you're looking at people as, as another way, to, as another source of revenue, this ain't it. This is for people who really want to do this, who really feel like they can make an impact, who really going to dedicate themselves to it. We see it all the time. People always ask us like, yo, how do y'all do this? I don't know how y'all do it. Ian, you say that to me every time I speak to you. Yo, I don't know how y'all do it. Yeah. We hung out with Neo and... and uh, Marcus last night, same thing, yo. I don't know how y'all do this. It's because we dedicated to it, man. We understand the importance to it. We know what we mean to this space. We know what we mean to our community, and we take it very serious. If you're not gonna do that, then what Joe said is gonna kind of it's gonna sound harsh. But I understood it. I understood it. Charlie, your thoughts? Okay, that was a good. That was a good. That was a good way to to put it. Um, and when you put it like that. I think that that makes sense. That makes sense from looking at it from that perspective as far as to say this is a fraternity that, you know, we have helped build and it comes with blood, sweat, tears. You lose relationships off of it. You're not sleeping properly. You're not spending time with your children. Like, you know, it's really passion that you put behind this. And then somebody comes in the space and they're just doing it for a quick buck or they think that it's easy to, to, to be successful. Um, yeah, no, nah, they, they, they shouldn't be successful in it, right? It's like the rap thing. But then <coughs> you can't knock the hustle. That's rule number one. Can't knock the hustle. So um, mm-hmm. how I look at it is that, you know, there's opportunities for people to provide for themselves and their families by by speaking and spreading their voice. Now, I will say this, a lot, 95 to 98% of what's being said is not important. That's important. Because what you're talking about is not important. And you're highlighting stories that's not important. And you're reinforcing stereotypes. So you're actually in opposition of progress. You're you're an op. (laughs) You're really an op. You're technically an op. You're in opposition of by definition. By definition. By definition. <laughs> by definition, you are an op. You're in opposition of progress. So to me, that's more concerning than people coming in and failing and all like, what are you talking about? I'm I'm all for anybody giving it a try. Give it a try. If it works out, God bless. If it doesn't work out, God bless. You know, for me, for us. We always gonna give the information because that's the kind of platform that we have, and it's like we never, we never, you know, we don't, we don't keep secrets. We give you the information here. 
it's like 50 cents said I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, i gotta run the lick first but hey after i run it if you could keep your head together and you could you know stay focused enough i'm gonna give you the information you can do what you want with it mm-hmm. if you if, if you can if you can catch a lick off of it all you gotta do is just say thank you and, and maybe reference as us as the people that helped you out that didn't happen <laughs> a variety of times but that's a different story but um for me it's you not funny, so yeah. much of the people that's failing it's if you're going to have a show, I hate the word podcast. If you're going to have a show, think about what you're saying and how what you're doing is going to be beneficial. And it doesn't have to be serious. It doesn't have to be about financial literacy. I listen to to a lot of different shows. I love Math Hoffa's show. I love Drink Champs. I love I Am Athlete. But it's like they're, they're taking time in between to put 19 keys on, to put us on. 85 South Show, put Ian on, put MG no more. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just have some variety. It doesn't have to be every single week, but have some variety and think about how you can actually push the culture forward with your platform. If you're not pushing the culture forward, you're pushing it backwards. And some of these shows have huge platforms and they've never done anything productive. They've never highlighted anybody that has been progressive. So that to me is, is a little bit more concerning. That's where I would like to focus my energy. Uh, what's your thoughts on this, Ian? Um, this is more music industry label politic BS at its finest because they have pushed. Like I find it interesting that <clears throat> at scale, the music industry trained us to want to be artists. And then when they have a groundswell of artists where there's more artists than fans, they push everyone to podcast and find a way to monetize podcasting without paying us. One of my favorite quotes from Dick Gregory is, it's not the crabs in a barrel that causes them to attack each other. It is the boiling water pouring on top of them that makes them do so. That's the music industry. Um, The thing that I didn't like in that conversation was the disrespect towards Combat Jack. Now, Joe said if he would have caught it, um, he would have checked Nori on it. But without Combat Jack, there would be no ground infrastructure for a lot of black creatives to be in podcasting so that part part i didn't like as far as like differentiation the thing that i want to keep stressing tonight is the law of differentiation when creating anything so before this show i didn't see anybody black being comfortable being black talking about investing not one then there's a bunch after kudos to everybody there you have to find a way to be different in the space um, but outside of being different, business model means more than anything in any space. So the reason why a lot of people are not able to have success in podcasts or in music is because that is designed that way. It's not because people didn't put in enough time or enough effort or they're wasting their energy on it. The business model has to be designed from the very beginning to um, be profitable. And these topics such as who's hot, who's not, who's the top 50, top 100 rappers, whose show is better. That's all music label bullshit to get us to fight, to not focus on the real answers. I've had this talk many times with Corey, Joe, Ish, Ice. Shout out to you, shout out to Parks. I wish I could have seen you at the Grammys. Um, we got to focus on what matters. And once again, Daniel got $2 billion at Spotify and ran Spotify into the ground and hasn't put out five hit shows. But if we would have ran a billion and a half dollars into the ground, we would be in jail. 
we have to focus on what matters. Now, I wish I can get Loon and Joe to sit down. Both of my guys, Loon, my dog. You're going to see a Red Panda collaboration coming soon. Joe is my guy. Um, I want us to stop fighting. I want us to stop fighting. Because at the end of the day, Spotify, Apple Music, and a couple other players are going to do incredibly well off of us beefing. There you have it. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Can't we all just get along? Beware the ops and let's get along. Can we all? What what, what, what ops are there? I I just told you. (laughs) The ops. Those are the ops. Those are the people that's not moving. The the people that's not moving the situation forward are opposition to progress. Those are the ops. Those ops could be black people. They could be white Mm -hmm. people. They could be Asian people. Whoever is not, we have more black ops. Anything, well, if we're gonna be honest, we, I don't know. I don't know who we got, but I'm just saying. I just, it just is what it is. It's like it's like if if you're in opposition, you're an op. That's it. That's the op. That's the real op. That's it. You just gotta call it out how you see it. <laughs> is the real op everybody not working together? Um, is that an op? That's in that's in but, opposition as well because it's like the yeah. only way to really move this this boat forward. Yeah, is mm-hmm. anybody on that unity? On that wing yeah, yeah. If I'm Vince McMahon and I get Joe and Loon to fight, and we got to give tax credit. I, I was just going to say that Ian, was out. before you before we go any further. When we talk about the podcast space. Yes, rest in peace to Combat Jack. But absolutely, Tax Stone is, is important to the space. Lit, I mean, boy. like. I, maybe him if and Joe were the out, first people I ever even listened to on a podcast. Uh, Nori Ega. No, I'm saying original. No, 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 no. We can't. Nori was early. No, Drink Champs was early. Not before Attack Zone. Not before. Nori tax. created a buzz that. that was big. He's important too. We Very like, big. We, but those guys get credit. Now look, those guys get yeah. credit. A lot of people leave out Combat Jack, and a lot of people leave out Tax Zone. About tax. And they shouldn't. And, and goes back, okay, and who is signing all these artists or podcasters? That's why I won't label nobody. You can't label me as a podcaster. I'm sorry. Shout out to my CA family. Won't let you do it. Won't let you do it. But everyone is signing to mostly non-black entities. This is the same music label shit that we saw in the 80s and 90s. No, we're not going to have this wave happen again. Nope. Because eventually there's going to be a podcast war and somebody's going to get killed over talking over some shit y'all don't own. No. Can't happen. No. We can't, no, we can't have that happen. We cannot. But if you're in LA and want to record, you more than welcome to come to the <laughs> studios in West Hollywood, which I co-own. That shit look good in there, though. It did. It did. Any, anything we get demonetized from me cursing, I'll pay for it. It look good. We want to talk podcasting. Well, let's talk about everybody who copied. Uh, that... It's good. There's a couple of networks I need to call out, but I'm gonna be humble. Define define How you network. Humble in Spanish, please put it in chat. Define network. <laughs> so I've seen the networks, but now, hey. we, we, now we want to get to talking. That's a lot of y'all who copied me. Boy, I had some private talks behind the scene and gave some ideas, and then it popped out. Where my money at? Well, shout out to EYL Network. Shout out to EYL Network. Shout out to Market Monday. Shout out to Ronnie Brown. Ronnie Brown Show Girl came CEO. out today. Girl CEO. New, new episodes. <laughs> 19 Keys. One yes. of the ones. Yes. MG the Ash Mortgage Cash, Guy. Cash. MG the Mortgage Guy. Watson. Dave McCullough's back. 
um, from from uh, a, a nice break with, with some some great content. So shout out to, to EYL Network. But then also I want to say something too because yeah. a lot of people, somebody even texts me and they're like, yo, call them out. Like stop being, don't be afraid to call somebody's name out. I'm going to call them out LA. No, no, no. But let me, let me just finish this point because it's important. You don't got to call people out all the time because it's like this, because that, when, these will be the same people that'll be like, rest in peace when somebody gets killed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a lot of times it's not necessary to say somebody's names. Be careful. You got to be careful with saying people's names because you causing, you causing an energy. We've mm-hmm. seen this happen with Tupac. We've seen this happen with Big. We've seen this happen with a variety of different people, right, where you might be causing an energy that you yourself might not even be affected by, but it, it has ripple effects. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just be careful because it's like, I know it's entertaining and people like that, but at some point in time, the entertainment turns to a tragedy. Spills over. So yeah. just be careful with saying people's names. It's not necessarily a direct shot at any one person. It's bigger than one person. The message mm-hmm. is for everybody, mm-hmm. right? The message is literally for every single person and you can take it if it if it applies to you, and if it doesn't apply to you, you can keep it close to you because at some point it may apply to you, including myself. Like what I'm saying at some point might might apply to me, and I, I might need to be checked on and like, yo, bro, like remember you said this about this person, like you doing the same thing, like you said that that mm-hmm. these people was doing. Oh, you're right. My bad. Let me let me correct my behavior. Let's try to correct people's yeah. behavior instead of putting them in situations where their back is against the wall and they got to react. Because if you say somebody's yes. name, now it's now it becomes a situation where it got it, it has to escalate at that point in time. It's about, yeah, about And this is why go. even when people say our names, it's like, this me and you'll never get a response for it. A, because you're not big enough to get a response. But B, it's like, if you, if you wrestle with a pig, your 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 pork. If you wrestle with a pig, your pork. But that's like, you gross, know what I'm saying? Bro. That's gross. So it's like I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in the swine. Yeah. So I'm not gonna wrestle with a with a pig. Yeah. But I'm saying, but that's growth and that's maturity too. Like yeah. you asked that maybe two years ago, and there's been times we had to have a conversation. Like yo, bro, two weeks ago, <laughs> yeah, we, probably, for it. we you know it, it doesn't make sense for us to even say anything, right? Like you said, this us, you're never gonna hear a reply, but it's you got to be at a certain level of maturity to even have that stance, and you have to have some experience in situations like yeah. that to really get to that conclusion. Um, but we saying it so that people can learn from us, right? If you learn from us in any other way, obviously from business and I learn from these life lessons too, man. They just add value and can save not only you, but the people around you. Because a lot of times it won't even be you. It'll be the people around you are harmed by it. And you won't, you know what I'm saying? Just yeah. because, and you don't, we don't need that. We don't need to put anybody's life in danger. We don't yeah. put anybody's family's lives in danger. Man, so that's not what we're here for. We're here to spread knowledge, spread education, and help the fucking communities. I'll be transparent. Somebody said something to me that I didn't like before, like a minute before the show started. Today? Three weeks ago. I would, yeah. Um, and I, all I said was, thank you for giving me the chance to grow and be better. That's cool. I, two weeks ago. It's growth. Poncho, go over there. We all evolving. <laughs> we all evolving, man. Well, we it's all not evolving. worth it. Um, yeah, why are we talking about evolution? Great, great business tip. Real go ahead. Quick. Go ahead. My favorite document in my Google documents is every piece of criticism that I've ever gotten that's always led to me turning that into a product or a feature of something that I release. 
You don't have to push back on a criticism. Um, at Market Mondays Live, I will be walking you through guys a couple of things, but I'll wait the next week to, you know, tell you some of the things I'm gonna cover on stage. But it's not worth it. And I don't want us dying over words and over ego for what? I'm just here to help people make more money. Um and help you all elevate. So yes, that's growth. growth in 2023. I was talking about evolution. I was talking about one of the best albums of all time. When we talk about evolution, zoom in on me. I got mm -hmm. me. <laughs> Can I talk about this? Can we talk about this LP? When we talk about evolution of an artist and <laughs> just a sound, we gotta talk about Lemonade. I mean, mm -hmm. one, of the, one of the best LPs by one of the best artists of all time. I mean, is it even an argument? Shout out to her and shout out to Renaissance, the Renaissance tour. You might catch EYL there. Who knows? You never know. You never know. Um, we're past we're past the two hour mark. Yes. I want to say yeah. Utah, Salt Lake City. We will, we will be in Utah. Yes. We're back on road this yes. week. Yes. If there's anything to do in Salt Lake City on Thursday, <laughs> let us Not know. Damn. You need a barber out there? No, I'm trying to. No, I don't man. think I need a barber in Salt Lake City, uh, but. Let us let us know what there's to do because we got a whole day with, with nothing to do. So we'll be out there on Thursday, yeah. and we don't have anything planned. Of course, we will be at the NBA All Star festivities. Shout out to the NBA Players Association for having us out there. We're actually doing an event with Chase, and uh, we're going to be Ooh, interviewing Baron time? Davis, a few other of NBA players. It's a free event. If you're in Salt Lake City and you're interested in attending, it's on Friday. Uh, I put the link in the description of this video. All you got to do is RSVP. It's a free event, All-Star Weekend. Shout out to Chase and shout out to the NBA PA. Shout out to Baron Davis. Shout out to the yes. whole, all of the NBA players. Those guys are amazing. Um, yeah, and uh, a little disappointed that I wasn't um, selected for the NBA um, All-Star celebrity. celebrity game. Yes. I'm not sure why I wasn't selected. I saw the list, and I, I'm not. Gonna, we won't say anybody's name, but I think you definitely could have been it, on that. It goes back. Value yeah. the entrepreneur. It goes back to that comment. They don't have to value it as long as we get the valuations right. That's true. Well, it, yeah. We can either partner or we can buy everything out. Oh. Cool. I've learned. Like, and, but, but before we go, before we go on a, 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 a more humbling note and a somber note, uh, yesterday we lost uh, True Goy. Um, Plug two, yeah. as I knew him growing up from De La Soul. And it's crazy because we were at the Grammys uh, two weekends ago and we ran into mm -hmm. to Pasta News, Plug One. And I told him how much they meant to me as a kid, three feet high and rising, De La Soul is dead. And then later on, like 96, uh, stakes is high. And I told him the story of how, like when I was a kid, anytime it was a three person group, I had two brothers, so we became the three person group. That's so dope. run DMC, like my brother was DMC because he had glasses and my other brother Greg, uh, Howie was, was DMC because he had glasses, Greg was was run. And I, I became Jam Master J because I was younger. Uh, but when it came to De La Soul, again, Pasta News, Plug One had glasses, so that was Howie. And then I was True Goy because my name started with T. And he, when he told me, I told him that story, he was just like, wow, that's incredible, man. Like, I know who y'all are. This is incredible that we impacted y'all. Um, so to hear his passing a week later, man, it's tough. Yeah, uh, so crazy. condolences to him, condolences uh, to the whole De La family. I know that they, they were just about, and we had covered them earlier in Earn Your Legion on one of our early episodes about their, their fight for the only of their music. March 3rd, my yeah. birthday this year, they were actually gonna have their first time being streamed on music platforms with their That's ownership. That's crazy. And so he didn't even get a chance to see that. So rest in peace to him and condolences to him, his family and again, 
Shout out to all the De La family uh, and fans out there. Rest in peace. Yes. Legendary. Yes. De La Soul, legendary. Real quick, I want to uh, congratulate my guy, uh, Revis, Terrell Revis, for making it to the Hall of Fame. And I got a book recommendation for you guys, The Model, 37 Years Investing in Asian Equities by Richard H. Lawrence Jr., which would be the book of the month for Market Mondays. Yeah, uh, yeah but shout out to Revis for making it to the shout Hall of Fame. First ballot. Shout out to Darrell Revis. We actually ran into him. Mm-hmm. Um, and got a chance to congratulate him in person. Shout out to Darrell Revis. And shout out to everybody yeah. that um, was inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame. Yes. And um, the the guy that somebody had put, um, there's a Jordan event on Thursday. Please hit ASO. <laughs> hit hit Abdullah. Hit our COO. Yes. Uh, in the in the link in our in our Instagram. Don't blow his page up with a bunch of stuff. Please, this is just please. that Jordan event sounds interesting though. So I I'm I'm interested in that. So I got it. Uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be prepared. Send him the information, and um. Yes, yeah. that ha- that is something that I'm interested in yeah, attending. We gotta, we gotta sure. be there. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, and Absolutely. happy love day to everyone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I think that is the official. Is it the official end of Cuffy season? The end or the beginning? Beginning starts on the fifth. You don't say. You don't say. You don't say. Happy love day. You know what I'm saying? To my wife, baby, uh, my daughter. Uh, I got some surprises for y'all tomorrow, Daniel. I love you, Jordan. You know, Daddy loves you. I got some surprises too. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Got me feeling like Jim Jones. Yo, if you get no Ballin'. response tomorrow, got me feeling like Jim Jones. <laughs> Balling. Fade away. Yo, man, love is love. Congratulations to LeBron James. Oh, yeah. oh. congratulations to LeBron James. Let's see what's up there. I got, I got the sneakers up there. The great one. The great one. The best to ever do it. All-time NBA scorer. This guy's amazing. 20 years in the league. Has outlived expectations, which is almost impossible, oh, to be on the cover of ESPN, to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 16, to be called the, the chosen the chosen one at 16 years old. Yeah. So much pressure put on him. And, and he outlived that. That's almost impossible to do. A class act. Never been done. Um, his team is, is, is immaculate. He's empowered black men from Rich Paul to Maverick Carter to the whole team. A family man. His, his wife, Savannah, his children. This guy has just done it. He's done it the right way for such a long period of time. A great player, but more importantly, a great person, a great uh, role model for for young people to emulate, to grown for grown people to emulate. Opened up a school. No we can scandals. go on and on. We yes. can, yeah, no scandal. Yeah. We can go on and on and on about about Incredible. LeBron, man. But sometimes you know we don't give people their flowers until they pass away. Unfortunately, so it's important it. to give people their flowers while they can still smell them, while they're still in their prime. Um, and LeBron, like I said, everybody know how I feel about LeBron. He's my favorite of all time. I think he's the best basketball player ever. Um, but I guess that's debatable. But yeah. what's not debatable? The debate is closing, though. It's, I'm it's, not going to lie. It's becoming tougher. To that debate. window's closing. Yeah, I'll be honest, and I'm a Jordan guy. It's becoming tough to argue. But Me too, yeah. LeBron, off the court, I think is probably more impressive than on the court. I'm be honest with you. From what he's done from the family side to the business side to empowering uh, black entrepreneurs, right? Like we talked about Rich, right? But we were at the Clutch event, so friend of the show, shout out to Nicole Lynn, the first female black agent to have representation in this, a, a quarterback representing yeah, in the Super Bowl. It's the first time it's ever happened. So shout out to her yeah. uh, for having Jalen Hurts as a client. Like this is incredible. 
Um, and she's the head of clutch uh, football. And that doesn't happen without putting people in power. So that, I mean, that goes down on, on LeBron's lineage of just impact, man. He's a incredible man, incredible man. I feel no way about saying that. Incredible man. Great guy, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you to LeBron for the inspiration, motivation. Yeah. Um, once again, we will be in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yes. Holler at us. Uh, yes. Market Monday's World Tour. Yes. Get your tickets now. Link in the description, link in the bio, link everywhere. Uh, LA, first stop. We're on yes. our way. LA, Los Angeles. If you're in Southern California, if you're in San Diego, if you're in the IE, if you're in. Los Angeles, if you're in Compton, if you're in Long Beach. If you're in New York, you need to come to the yes, LA show. If you're you in Arizona, anywhere in that West Coast region, everybody has been asking for a long time. Why y'all not why y'all never do nothing in LA? Why you don't why you don't show love to the West Coast? We coming. No vote theater, March eleventh. Shout out to Cali. Mm-hmm. We on our way. Get your tickets. Gonna be crazy, y'all. It, it's an experience. <laughs> Exclusive merch drop. Yes. It's an, it's, it's, it's an experience like no other. Legendary situation. And um, let's have some fun. Yeah. Let's yeah, have man. some fun. Shout out to the folks at Ally. The tour is going to be presented to you by Ally. Our good folks yes. over there, our good friends. We got some dope stuff that we're going to be doing with them. Obviously, y'all know we've had a, a nice partnership with them, and we're going to make more history with them. So shout out to the good folks over there. Love is love, y'all. Uh, <laughs> be mindful. Reach out to each other. Uh, tap in with each other. Make sure that everybody's doing good, man. We love y'all for the support. Mm-hmm. And uh, peace. See y'all next week. Ladies, make them spend time starting at 8 a.m. We ain't playing no games. Yo. Fellas. At least. Listen, me and Shotty, can me and Shotty get three minutes? <laughs> I'm going to put up 38 to my 38,000 points. MVP. Boy, uh, yeah, be, be uh, mindful yeah, when those text messages come in. <laughs> be mindful. And to my stalker, don't don't stalk me on this trip now. No, that's a real thing. That's another topic. That's a real thing, though. That's a real thing. Yo, we out, man. Peace. Peace. Adios. Adios. Love is love. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.